Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. and welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast with myself, Nicole Van Quatham. Today, I had a extra special guest. I actually interviewed one of my older brothers, Joe Van Quatham, on today's episode. Uh, my brother, which you'll get to learn more about, um, he is actually a farmer along with my uh, oldest brother, my dad, and obviously their employees, but um, they run Van Quatham Farms and VQH Farms, uh, along with my cousin Jared, in um, kind of Tilsonburg, Ontario area. But yeah, in this episode, we actually talk a lot about farming, um, just some like misconceptions around farming, what it actually looks like today, because I think a lot of people um, associate with like really small operations, but a lot of it's like quite advanced, and there's a lot of technology in farming nowadays, so he touches on that, which is really interesting. And we also talk about... Um, just like business in general, because a lot about what he talks about in farming is actually applicable to all businesses. And um, also just about like his upbringing, like competitive sports. So um, he gets into this uh, in the interview, so I won't get too in depth, but essentially um, he was quite competitive in hockey and was an overall like good athlete growing up. So we just talked about that and even like both of our experiences, like being in competitive sports at a young age, um, the pros, the cons, um, also how it, you know, has led him to where he is today. So a lot of great content. And also to another thing that I find really interesting that he talks about is just like the health and wellness industry from like a male's perspective. Uh, like 99% of my guests have been females um, up until now. And we talk, you know, a lot about like how social media impacts like females and like wellness and like you know, aesthetic and all those things, but he talks about it from a male's perspective, which is really interesting and how much he thinks males are impacted uh, by, you know, different trends, whether it's diets, um, workouts, that kind of thing. So I think it's really important to talk about these things from both perspectives, um, because although it is obviously quite evident among females, uh, it's still happening to males as well. Maybe it's just not as obvious or just not as talked about. So loved that we also touched on that. So this is actually the longest episode I've ever recorded. I think it's close to two hours. And here's the thing. I was going to break it up into um, two episodes, but just with my schedule and like who's already recorded and whatnot, like the second part wouldn't come out until like months after. So I thought that might be a little awkward. So just a heads up, this is a really long episode um, we even took a break partway through, so you'll probably notice there's, like, a random leg at one point. Um, but yeah, you can, like, listen to the first half one day, the second half the next day, or, you know, maybe just listen to the first part about, like, his upbringing and um, being competitive sports and that kind of thing, and then save, like, the farming business piece for another day. Um, but I just want to give you that heads up because it is a really long episode, but it's all like really amazing, great content. So I definitely recommend that you listen to the whole episode when you uh, get the chance. But yeah, I'm so excited 
for you to listen to this today and I'll include all the links. My brother doesn't have social media really, um, but his uh, the farm accounts do, so I'll tag those so you can check out what they're doing because it's pretty cool if you're someone who's maybe not um, from a small town or has a background in agriculture. So uh, again, I'll share all that information and enjoy today's episode. Um, okay, so I was going to start off with rapid fire questions that I do for all my guests who are 99% females. Okay. <laughs> so I know you're going to hate these questions, yeah. which is why I want to ask them. Okay. <laughs> you're going to hate these so much. What is your favorite food? Cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite drink? Brian Coke. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Um, is gray a color? Sure. That's fun. <laughs> gray is just like streamlined. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you, favorite place you've traveled? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Um, probably Belize. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next place you want to travel? Ooh, I want to go to somewhere in Asia, some somewhere in Asia. Okay. But Sam doesn't want to, so it might be solo. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. It might happen. Okay, I know you don't read, but what's your favorite book or author? <laughs> I read anything to do with farming and I don't know farming. And so stuff. like the Ontario farmer. Yeah, so I'd say like uh, Ontario farmer's okay. I guess I get a lot of my stuff off of social media. And articles like through there, I okay. would say. Yeah, because like More Twitter. Like quick, Twitter, quick, like someone says, here's some of the green markets, or like, someone emails me something, like one, two page things. And no, I, nothing to do with any sort of fun or fantasy or anything like that. <laughs> I love watching it. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't want to, I just don't want to read it. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So, because of COVID, I was like, I'm going to read more instead of watching TV like at mm-hmm. night so and actually like, i read stuff yeah. but i bought a book i was like oh people have been talking about this like book that's so good i usually read stuff like nutrition or like very like fact-based yeah, I'm fact-based. yeah. and so i start. i can't i couldn't finish it no. it was i can't <laughs> i can't i stopped out like, <laughs> oh yeah Here's i was like, like productivity i was like the point of me reading is to make me feel productive yeah. at night instead of watching TV. Yeah. And this book is not making me feel productive. Yeah. So I can't read it. I think I feel productive when I watch TV. Yeah. Because I'm always have I usually have my laptop yeah. on me or I'm like doing work that really I shouldn't be doing during the day because it's like not it's just like getting a bunch of things done. I don't have to like completely apply to. Yeah. So I feel like I'm doing crossing things off the list. Where right. like I, when you read you can only read. Exactly. When I listen to podcasts or something in the tractor, I'm also doing planting and everything else and doing a bunch of things. I can take phone calls whenever, but I can still absorb information. Right. That's where I'm at. No, I hear you. Okay, then maybe what's your favorite podcast? Ooh, my favorite podcast? Um, I like trading ones, <laughs> which I don't trade. <laughs> <laughs> I have these big dreams. Um, anything with investments, yeah. I usually go back and forth. Um, and then like Planet Money is a good one. Uh, 
I listened to Joe Rogan, which is like kind of just yeah, he's like super famous though. Yeah, he's like the biggest podcast. podcast yeah, which is like, am I learning a lot of stuff out of this? But also, it's it kills time. Right. Like, what with my hours of working, it's like I just want like nonsense. He actually interviews good guys. Yeah, so yeah. It's like I don't know. It's good. It's, you're not learning a lot. Yeah. And probably the Random Wellness podcast by Nicole Van Cleef. Yeah, obviously. That's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't have this question written down. I just made it up. What's your, this is so bad. What's your favorite piece of farm equipment? Ooh, that's good. My favorite piece of farm equipment is my planter, for sure. Okay. Like, not even, like, hands down my planter. Okay, well, no one will actually care, but tell us why. My favorite, because I'm going to set up right now. All about efficiencies. Yeah. <clears throat> they can put fertilizer down at the same time. Wonderful. So it's cutting up passes. Yep. Comes out in efficiencies. <laughs> and just effective. I like it. I can cut out a bunch of jobs nice. that I have to do. It saves me time. Wonderful. Yeah, which is like everyone's like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm no like, one cares. That's corn. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all I do. That's all I do. Yeah. Okay, so. To start, can you share a little bit about yourself um, as far back as you want to go? I obviously know all about your life, but for those who don't know, like you can share as far back as your childhood if you want. Okay. Sports, well, farming, whatever. I guess your childhood's the same. Yeah. And we're the same people. So. Yeah, we're the no. same. <laughs> um, I guess grew up on a small farm. Well, started small big size now, but um, I don't know, I just rode bikes around and <laughs> threw sticks and I don't play Barbies every once in a while, <laughs> listen to Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Took well, slap shots all day because we didn't have anything else to do. Yep. Yeah. And played hockey. <clears throat> and then I really did, we got out a lot in the sense that we were always being active. Yeah. But like, definitely, I thought Toronto was like, you know, like across the world when I was a kid. <laughs> Which is like, it's not a bad thing. No. But like, I had a lot of um, good eye-openers when I went to school. I guess it was good that my dad's like, you need to go do stuff. And I guess hockey also, playing junior hockey made me like meet other people and stuff like that instead of being caught in this like little farm community and everything. Right. But anyways, so start off with that. Um, played hockey soccer the classic things i was pretty good at hockey so i guess my dad pushed me not too bad but like hey you got it if you want to do it right like, let's let's do this you're doing hockey camp and then you're gonna hold weeds after hockey camp <laughs> yeah. and then you're gonna go and play hockey and then you're gonna hold some more weeds yeah and then yeah. and then you can't hold your hockey stick because you have blisters yeah. from pulling weeds <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's a little bit. That wasn't too bad. But I don't know. I guess maybe I get good at hockey too because that's what I did. Like, I don't know. You don't really do much much more. Um, there wasn't a lot of distractions around. That's true. We didn't really. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're going to a fancy restaurant tonight because there wasn't such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I was... I guess when I was growing up, I, it's really not a lot of guys do hockey in front of me. 
some Diet Cokes in between, some chicken fingers. Yeah. Um, President's Choice. President's always. Choice. Yeah. No name vegetables. Definitely some Joe Louis. Yeah. Couple Joe Louis. Fruitopia. Fruitopia. <laughs> fruit. Yeah. Um, Fruité. Because you could buy 40 liters for $2. Yeah. Decadent so, cookies. Yeah. President's Choice. Yeah. You may as well throw them in the microwave and you eat them. Eat, eat, it. eat eight of them yeah. with milk. So Yeah. Yeah. Really and then I guess I went to, I played hockey. Yeah, then I played junior hockey, I guess, when I was in between after minor hockey, moved away for a bit. I started junior hockey pretty young, and I also quit early as well because <clears throat> I went to school and could have kept playing and maybe I was thinking about the university route, but I really lost interest in it, which is weird because I was getting better. Um, I guess maybe that comes down to doing it too much and no diversification on like what you're doing and you just get burnt out. Mm-hmm. So I guess I had a lot of friends that played in the OHL and did things like that as well. I was an OHL, I won't get into junior B, but they um, some of them kept going and they and they loved it, but there's a lot of people that I played with that if you actually get to know them and you ask them, they said I didn't even enjoy my last three years of playing. <clears throat> and they and most people like you're crazy. You played in the OHL, or like right. you like you know you're a high draft pick in the OHL. You have a chance of getting drafted in the NHL, right? And they're just like didn't enjoy any of it. Yeah, too much work. Um, I did it my whole life, lost interest. As soon as you lose interest in it, you suck at it. Yeah. Or like <clears throat> your potential is 30% of what it should be. Right. Right. So it's like, I don't know. What's the way to do it? <laughs> and like, were you really going to go to the NHL at that point? You know what I mean? It was just like. Yeah, but there's like, it's funny because I've played with a lot of guys that <clears throat> actually made it to the NHL. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, a lot of guys. Oh, that's weird. So it's like, people are like, are we really going to make it to the NHL? I'm like, yeah. Like, I wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever had the ability to do it. Right. Unless something crazy happened. Just didn't. It's fine. There's a lot of guys, even the OHL, that did. But there's a lot of guys that maybe not, like, really good friends or something, but I played with in minor hockey, even, even junior hockey. Right. Like, I played with guys in... St. Thomas that play in the NHL right now, like Junior B. Right. Our NHL players. Weird. Like, and they were maybe a couple years younger than me or <clears throat> around the same age. And they were obviously OHL draft picks going into the junior, uh, junior A, like into the OHL. But sometimes they'll play some Junior B. Right. The first year they get drafted and then the next year they're, or they'll play half the year Junior B and get called up or something. But right. yeah, oh yeah. There's like, so. They have to come from somewhere, and you'd be surprised when you start breaking it down. You're like, oh, I played. Right. And it's not like I played with them right before they made it to the NHL. Right. Where, like, we are all there. It was, like, before that. I'm talking, like, minor hockey, their early junior career or something, right? Right. Didn't you, like, also, like, get in a fight with one of them on, like, the ice? And now I'll, I won't say names, but then they are like, playing for the Leafs. Like, yeah, had jokes on yeah, that, yeah, 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 <laughs> some of that stuff too. Yeah, that's pretty fun. So that happens. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys, and there's a lot of guys that I forgot I even played with, and <clears throat> time goes by, and or 
or brothers I played hockey with, and they're like, right. There's guys that live close, and their brother, they're like their parents live around here now, and yeah, he's the captain for an NHL team. Well, like it was funny because I just had a podcast recording with someone from. Um, well, she's in Las Vegas right now, but she like was kind of born and raised in California. And we're like laughing about stereotypes. And she's like, I mentioned I played hockey. She's like, okay, I have a stereotype that like all Canadians play hockey. And I'm like, a lot would argue no, but like in my world, like everyone played hockey. And I'm like, it's actually, and I actually said to her like on the podcast, I'm like, it is not uncommon for people that I know to be like closely connected with like NHL players. Like that's not, that's not weird. Here. That's not weird here. I was like, no. I can think of multiple people in my head right now. And I was like, St. Thomas is known for Joe Thornton, yeah. like where I live. Yeah. Um, I was like, I know people that are friends with NHL players related. Like, that's just normal, like where we are in for Canada. Sure. And, like, like, like Bo Horvat played after me in yeah. St. Thomas. And now he's the captain of Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. So like, I was already done. Yeah. He came in and now he's like. Yeah. Now that was his early junior career, but like, there's a lot. I mean, <clears throat> you gotta think about it. We're in probably one of the biggest hockey countries, yeah. First of all, and then you bring it down to we're in the most populated area of the hockey country, right? So, like, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're just in every so every small it? town has people that like not everyone, but even I'd say almost every small town literally has a person. Yeah, within the last twenty or thirty years, that played in the NHL. Like, yeah, there's. I, I bet it'd be harder to find one that didn't. For sure. For sure. It's so weird. Yeah. Like for you. I never thought of it until we're Yeah, it's so weird, right? I don't know what we're talking about. It's like so weird how it's just like so normal. But like, I feel like people in the States, it's like, yeah, they might have a connection, but like it's so much further spread out. That for sure. And they're like huge baseball and huge, yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah. Like a lot of sport, like football and everything, right? Where we're like just hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Mabel. Mabel wants some attention. Yeah. Mabel's feeling left She's out like, right now. But I guess that's not really due to my childhood. But it kind of goes into it a little bit. Well, like with the hockey, did you, like obviously you enjoyed it because I know you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. But like did you ever like think back that maybe there's times that you're doing it just because you were like told you were good at 100%. it? <laughs> you were like, did I even? All like, like 50% of the time. Yeah. But I also look at that and go, there's, so this is it. And then parenting comes into play in this. Yes. So like, I'm in it there and I don't care who you are. There's nobody in this world when they're eight years old. So whenever, <laughs> even now, like I still, you know, in 10 years, you look back. Like, yeah. Like, I'm almost three. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you need to have someone to push you. Right. So like, even if I like you for some time, no kid wants to, well, maybe sometimes, but like, Let's wake up on Tuesday at six in the morning before school and practice. Right. And beg school. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you left it right up to the kid, you'd probably be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. So then there's the point of like, you look back on it and the parents are making you kind of do it. They're not, they're, they're doing it in the right way. You're like, okay, this, you know, this leads to this, you should just. So I look back and go, there's definitely times where I didn't want to do it. No. But I also was good at it. I'm happy that I was not forced to do it because I wasn't forced, but like there's encouragement there. Yeah. Because that is life it in is. general. So that that of me playing hockey is why I'm I honest to God say 80% of why I'm in the situation I am now. Right. I agree with that. Like it instills um sacrifice mm-hmm. in that you're going, okay, I don't want to do this, 
But guess what? You do it, you sacrifice, you get rewards if you win stuff. That's true. Yeah. It just like gives you that mentality of setting you up a little bit. I'm not saying it is life, but it yeah. sets you up a little bit for the real world. Oh, for sure. You know, like ups and downs and, oh, I worked hard and I still didn't do anything. Yeah. What's going on? Let's reevaluate re this. So getting back to that, it's like definitely times where I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But I'm, I look back now and I go, good thing I was forced to do that. You know, like for not forced, yeah, selected, right. but it was like, okay, you know, encouraged to go in the right direction. Right. And maybe push it when I didn't want to or, you know, so. Yeah. It is kind of like weird though, because it's like, I think about it when I played competitive for girls. Which was like. <laughs> like D's. Pretty, pretty competitive. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like driving to Woodstock for context, people are listening. Like I'm driving, what, 40, 45 minutes to like the crappy arena because that's where the girls had to play and yeah. had their practice at like 7 a.m. Yeah. And like at the time, <laughs> dad would take me to Tim Hortons on the way and be like, you have to eat this. <laughs> the sugary. Sugary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm back in Boston Creek because I'll make you real. I'll make you go. Sure. Like you have to eat something before practice. Yeah. It's like I'm nauseated because I'm yeah. so early. Oh, you don't and like, I have to get there at like, what, 6.30 to like get like dressed. Yeah. So you're like leaving just at obscene hours. Yeah, yeah. And you're like eating a Tim Hortons sugar crusted muffin. With, with, um. Some peach juice. Peach juice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the peach juice was only good when it came in, in like the, the old school. Oh, yeah, so the so fountain drink. Like, yeah, that bottle of peach juice is not, yeah. it's not even the same. It's you can't call it peach juice. juice. No, you need to have the rotation within whatever it is. Yeah, it's just like, like the sugar. Orange and water. Yeah, it's but it's orange. like that's probably when I actually maybe enjoy hockey the most because yeah. I think I was like it was like pushing me and challenging me for sure. But then when I started playing Tulsenberg, because I was like oh, I also like don't like I know I'm not gonna make yeah. it anywhere in hockey. I'm like why am I doing this? I was like then I get frustrated when I was playing. So I'm like this is so slow. And then There's a weird balance. My right? mind. But then, like, going to university, it's like, I played in one league, and I, like, honestly skipped so many of the games. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even know if I like this anymore. Like, sure. did I ever like this? Was I just good at it? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. was I actually even good at it? Like, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I'd much rather spend my time going to like, the gym or, like, going for a run than going to an arena. Because you wild. Too. So, like, yeah. if you're doing it for fitness, it's like, okay, I can schedule this in my day. Like, yeah. you can't schedule that in your day because this is when you have to be there. Yeah. Have to be there. yeah. It's like, I don't want to be there so at true. I don't want to be there at 6 Yeah. I want to, like, I want to work, do my homework to, like, or whatever at, mm -hmm. at school till noon. Then mm -hmm. maybe go for a run from, like, noon till yeah. 2. Chill out for a bit, eat some lunch. Then do my work from, like, 2 to 6 or 2 to 7. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to show up somewhere. Mm -hmm. I hate that. <laughs> that was, like, one of my biggest struggles with with that yeah that's so weird it's such it's a huge struggle for me i feel like we're both just kind of like realizing all this yeah yeah no it was good but um yeah the hockey thing was weird too i think it's even like that now with the work because i'm always striving to do something better and if i'm just get to a point like and it can even be day to day where i'm like i'm just cruising through the through the world right now right i'm not having fun yeah <laughs> but if I like also come with an idea and like try to execute or something, I'm having fun. So if I'm doing like hockey, for example, yeah. you had you're getting pushed, but you're also having the most fun when you did it. So like your struggle was also 
the best time. Yeah. When like you went back and you're going through emotions, you actually almost didn't like it. Right. But like what's your happy medium? Because like you can still, you know, you want a little it's just weird. It'll never be perfect. Right. Like you always have your one or the other and you're trying to kind of fit it. It's a constant battle and, and you you gotta have your same mindset. Like we're talking people that we have the same mindset. Yeah. So there you go, it seems like you're bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and then there might be people like us like, I never thought of that, right? That's what my mind is doing. But also like our parents too, right? It's like did you have like parents like ours that were like really dedicated to like making you play not make well yeah pretty much making yeah, you play. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like making you play competitive sports. Like yeah. dad bribed me with Barbies to play <laughs> yeah, yeah. like dude like literally like how young was I? And he was just like, I'll buy you I remember it was like I think he said like 20 Barbies one time. Yeah. Which like as a kid, <laughs> I think like Yeah. Like, I also thought Barbies were like a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, so, like, so I was like I'm rolling 2K. Yeah. I was like, holy, I can like sell these later, like make a solid buck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like I didn't start playing hockey until Barbies actually were cool. So yeah, it wasn't yeah, even, like there was actually no incentive. Yeah, but it's like bad investment. There's so many parents I know like aren't to that level yeah. like i remember like going to a hockey camp and having like the shits because my ibs and dad being like no you must go the ice yeah. and i'm just like okay it's a weird thing because then you get guys that like some of the so when i look back at the whole thing i yeah. say it's 2020 i can tell you right now one of my biggest things of what made me maybe not go the extra mile was my mental 100% mental. 100%. I was very fit. Yeah. I worked so hard at being fit mm-hmm. and good. Like, mm-hmm. I did. I had guys that I played junior with. Yeah. Garbage. Like, they oh, yeah. Were, like, they, like, I would bruise too, but they would be like bruising like three cheeseburgers after the game. Unbelievable hot. There's crush me. Oh, yeah. Like, crush me. Like, I'd go for a run beside them. Yeah. I would literally do laps. Like, we would do off-ice training. Yeah. I was the best. Oh, yeah. The whole team. yeah. Get on the ice. They're like, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, come on, they just had the natural ability. I think their mindset was so clear. Maybe they liked it more or something. But like that clear head and like actual love and passion for the game. Yeah. Well, out school your of your fitness any day. Yeah. Like you hear guys talk like the sport's ninety five percent mental and five percent oh. fitness. I don't know if that's the stat. You but still it's... gotta be fat, fit, and everything. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you now. I look back at it. And I go, that is the truest thing. You have to mentally love it, be there, and like be relaxed. As soon as you're not relaxed, I see in farming too, like <laughs> the days I'm straight, like, you know, I, yeah. I screw up. I'm oh, not good, nothing flow. You're relaxed, you don't give a shit. All the yeah. best games ever. That's like, so I'd have true. the best games sometimes when I was humble. That is a thing, For like sure. actually. I, I think like, it is. Like, you like literally party the night before, and you have to like go play hockey, and you're and like, you're just like oh, yeah. <laughs> And then you're just like having fun and it's like, boys and you're, yeah, yeah. everyone's laughing over the night before. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like your highest point. Yeah. You're yeah. like, like, yeah. you don't really care. You're just like trying to conserve energy because you know, and then you're almost playing smarter. Yep. It's just a weird thing. Also, and I have like buddies that have like, they'll swear to it. Also though, like for you, is it like something you're almost checking off your list too? And you like, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, today I got to play hockey. Yeah, I've got to do this, got to pack For up, sure. go. All right, I'm done. I'm not, like, thinking about – like, I wasn't someone who, like, thought about – like, poor daddy's like, all right, like, this is what you did during the game. Yeah. You could – I'm like, I honestly don't even care. No. Like, I was like, I'm actually thinking about the next thing, yeah, yeah, which is, like, like, my homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, hockey's done. 
Yeah. And now I'm time blocking for homework tonight. Yeah. And then I need to go watch Desperate Housewives yeah, and, and America's Funniest Home Videos. It's and uh, that's that's it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually like had a problem where I had a hard time comprehending what I had to do. Like, yeah. It's like people would tell me, yeah. like, you know, we gotta be more proactive instead of reactive on the ice yeah. or like something else. I'm like, I can't even, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I was, like I said, I uh, was too mentally in my head yeah. for some things. I couldn't focus or what it was. But I could not, I almost got to a point where I maxed out on what I could do because my mentally was maxed out. Right. So like, this is your plateau. Because yeah. as soon as you relax or like figure out how to mentally change your mindset, you're, this is as far as you're going. Right. You're not going past it. Because <laughs> you're like, the, you know, not the fittest mm-hmm. you can be, but like you got, you check the fitness, you check the, yep. the training, you check the, you know, this, 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 this. What's like, what's the thing next? Well, it's your, it's my mental. I'll tell you that. And at the time, I wish I knew. You're so young though. Like, right. you come junior hockey, you're a baby. That's so true. Like you don't know anything about life also. Like you're, so you're like 15 years old times 365 days. That's the only amount of time you know. Yeah, you literally know nothing. Like I don't even know how to iron my shirts. <laughs> What's an iron? Yeah. Plugging the wall. Yeah. Like, and I'm already like thinking about my career as an NHL player. Yeah. yeah. And like then you got that going on, right? So like it's a weird, it's a very fine line between, um, a lot of the time you see guys like to get the whole package, like, a guy makes an NHL, he's still, they're still out of the broad spectrum of all the things you can check off. There's a couple or one thing that he's not the best at. Right. Right. So it's like everybody has their thing that they not might not be good at. Right. And like, how do I get better at it? Or how do I change my game? Or like something to incorporate me not be good at that. Right. Like, oh, I'm not physical, but I got to find a position or a way to play that I'll be physical. You can put on a line with a guy that, can take that spot or right. You know what I mean? Well, it's in girls' hockey, like, it's just a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, just, just skate. Just hold your, just hold on your stick and like try to keep your pieces down. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of like skate in circles and yeah. like save it to flex off your stick or something yeah. into the net. Yeah, but like with um, not necessarily just like hockey, but just like sports, fitness. Because I was actually having an interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago with someone who's connected to a junior B team. Yeah. And was like wondering if I'd ever be interested in doing like any type of like nutrition work yeah. with them because they're like they still said that they think that what you need to do before a game, like good junior B team, is eat a shit ton of pasta. Crazy. And it's been this person because I'm like, oh no, like I don't do sports nutrition because I'm not really into counting macros and stuff. And they're like, no, 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 like I'm just talking like like healthy meal yeah. ideas. Like stop eating wings for yeah. lunch the day you play your game. Yes. Yeah, like and I was like, eat. that is so interesting because I just feel like in the wellness space, like like there's it's very dominated by like females and like the holistic space. But like otherwise it's very male dominated. And yeah. meanwhile people are crushing not like I you can't ever pass it, but like no, no. I'm like, wait, what? I thought they would have like had a nutritionist or like had some sort of better guidelines. I was like, that's wild. So like, I don't know when I was playing, which isn't that long ago, but even if you say 15 years ago, yeah, there was nobody telling you anything. Yeah, like, and I mean, I wasn't at a crazy high level. Yeah, but I tried 
at my level to like keep it mediocre. Right. I was like, this probably isn't good. This is good. Try to learn how yeah. to react to things. Um, nobody was doing that. And it's like, the, we talked about the mental side of things, but like, I maybe looked fit. Right. I was doing the fitness thing. That doesn't mean I was <laughs> healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Right? So like, did that tie into even the mental part of me not being that right. there too? Yeah. Like it could have been. Which yeah. like kind of really gets me thinking because I know nutrition is so tied into the mental thing. If I don't drink water during the day, which I'm bad at, I'm trying yeah. to get better. Back then, I was chugging like four glasses of orange juice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, OJ, it's like, it's oranges and it's good. Yeah, it's healthy for you. Yeah, it's like healthy. Sugar water. Yeah, Love where that. it's like literally just smashing your body. Yeah. Throws it out of balance, your highs and lows. And yeah. You're trying to get before a game. Then you crush your Gatorade after. Yeah, like it just doesn't make sense. So like that was definitely leaning into that. So I guess we're getting back to it. I don't know how it is now. I bet it's changed a lot. But even friends that I had in the OHL, yeah. pretty high caliber players, yeah. like I think they're even worse than I was. Well, like, I'm, <laughs> I, you can tell, you can speak to this a lot better than me. The team I'm thinking of, I'm assuming they probably have a budget to maybe hire me for, like, I don't know, like, a few sessions or even just creating menu plans. Like, I don't think yeah. that would be crazy yeah. out of the budget situation. Yeah. OHL teams, obviously, that would be, like, like nothing, many actually, pennies. Yeah, so, sure I'm like, how is that not, like... <laughs> I actually thought of that when you kind of started this whole thing. I was like, I think there's big gaps. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, I'm generalizing, but I think females, not all, like this yeah, is yeah. super general. Yeah, yeah. But however our brains are white or something. Yeah. I see fe- like I see a female and they're like, okay, I you know I'm eating only this much meat. Or yeah. Not saying it's bad, but like, you know, not stuffed in a sausage with full of fat and right. salts and everything. Right. It's like, okay, I'm eating this meat and that. Like balancing things out a bit more. Right. I see some guys. It's just like I get it. Some of them now, like they don't do any sports. Some of my friends, and then that's just their. But you look at back at ones, or even they're trying to get shape and everything. Yeah. I I keep mediocre. Right. I'm not a guy. I should try a little harder. <laughs> I go for my runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some salad. Like I eat my pizza on the weekends with a few beers. Like you know what some I mean. Some diet coke. Some diet. Coke. <laughs> but I see some guys, even even my age, even they're trying to get into shape. Yeah, I just can't kick it. Like I just can't. Like I can't figure this out. It's like it's actually it's not simple, but it's like you know you can't do that. Yeah, that. Like just like start with that. Like, do you think it has to do though with um, like I don't want to say like media exposure, but kind of like I have to think from a female's perspective. So from a young age, I was consuming like before social media, right? Like, I was yeah. consuming, like, magazines. Like, even ones geared towards teens where they would, like, talk about salads and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, like, in high school, I remember, like, even one of my hockey coaches, like, talking about having to, like, eat better and, like, run more. And I'm, like, well, I'm, like, the only person, I think, on this team that knows how to run. Or, yeah, like, yeah. you know. For I mean, sure. I was still crushing chicken fingers, but, like, yeah. you know. Um, but then, like, social media, it's, like, insane, like for, sure. for females it's like just constant instagram models this yeah. like this diet that diet i know men also are susceptible to it i Huge. just think i think it's more than you think yeah i'm pretty good and like i said i'm not saying 
small town is this different than Toronto. But it, it, it is. is. Yeah. Like, I go to Toronto this weekend to visit a buddy, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and there is like, I see these guys, and there's nothing wrong with it, whatever they want to do, but they're, you know, everyone's like trying to be super this and in shape. And yeah. I don't know if it's being in a healthy way. Maybe some of them are doing it in a healthy way, but I also see them like, crushing 24 beers and right. 17 shots. Yep. I don't know. Like, I don't know their lifestyle, but like, it's just a kind of, and I'm not saying everyone's like that, but it's an area, I don't know. But one interesting thing is that when I was in grad school, my supervisor was doing a study on rural communities yeah. and around like healthy communities and things like that. And the study actually like, one of the main findings was that rural populations are more unhealthy than like urban populations yeah. in like Ontario, which like, and this is the example he used, which you're a freaking guy. Yeah. He's like, I would talk to farmers. I'm, and he has like, he grew up like farming and stuff. Yeah. Um, he's like, uh, farmers will literally drive to their mailbox to get their mail. Yeah. And I was like, 100% they will. Like, yes, they're not going to walk I've down never their to the <laughs> mail. Yeah. And I'm like, it's true. Like, we don't have walkable communities. Like, you have to drive everywhere. And like we don't have ex like as much exposure to like a Pilates studio or like a this or a that. It's like yeah. remember when like yoga studio opened in Tilsonburg? Oh, yeah. Like that was just like whoa, yeah. what is this what weird? What is this weird place? Yeah. All these hippies. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like one yoga studio. Yeah, it's like yeah. actually now it's super oh, it's, normal. It's actually the place where everyone made their money by growing cigarettes. That's the place. Yeah, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like funny even like as a nutritionist, it's like okay. When I was in Tulsenburg, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a holistic nutritionist. People are like, what is that? But sure. also don't tell me because I don't care and yeah. I love Diet Coke. Yeah. And then I go to like London and I'm like one event and I'm connecting with like 30 people. Yeah. Who are like, know exactly what I'm talking about. For sure. So I think rural communities are <laughs> just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's definitely different. definitely different. But I always, I also look back at maybe like now or I don't know, even 10 years ago compared to say maybe when we were like 10 and under and then even back to when our parents were growing up yeah. before that, you went from my dad's, our dad saying yeah. like, we had a huge garden. Yep. We grew so many potatoes. So many. Like all the potatoes. <laughs> we put them in a cold cellar. We canned stuff. We like used what we had. We ate cuts of meat not breaded and deep fried and processed and filled with yeah. salt solutions and all that stuff. Yeah. And that to me, like it almost, it gets, I think it will get, it gets complicated to any like start giving up. There's like, this is too much. Yeah. Then I also look at that. I'm like, I have great grandparents and I'm not saying it's a correlation that lived till they're 95. Like we knew our great grandparents. Yeah. That's and crazy. They, and they like, even they probably didn't even live, they didn't work at home. But they worked hard. Yeah, they definitely they, they, they yeah. some sort of smoked. Yeah. Like smoked. But look, their food source was also like very, like, you know, very like whole foods. Whole foods. Like yeah. they were eating potatoes, not sm all smashed up with, yeah, they probably, but not deep fried with no. like tons of oils and everything. They had some, they put the old whole butter oh. right on the potato yep. right right from the ground <laughs> yep not in a bag yep not filled with extra salty spices they toss their vegetable and green beans or whatever steamed it right maybe put a little butter on that too and then you had your meat 
Yeah. Like that's what they eat. So you look at it and go, oh, back then they ate. It's like they probably, they were eating really good. I know it wasn't complicated. No. But like that's probably pretty good. Maybe they ate a little too much meat. What a good diet. I don't know. And I also feel like just life was simple. Like, I know they still had their stress. Like, we know yeah. that. They, like, came from Belgium. Then there's, like, the whole tobacco industry, and that was, like, a whole thing, right? But, yeah. like, for the most part, like, they didn't really give two shits about half the stuff. Other than, right, other than Kate Babe, who just, like, loved a good ornate rug and oh, yeah. some porcelain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's put flowers on everything. Yeah. And the flowers I have in my house, I want. Yeah, I don't want them to be. No, breakable. I don't want to look after. I want them to be breakable too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna also eat a lot of Werthers. Yeah, so that's, tons of them. Right. Yeah, it's like you get to a certain age and your whole fridge just turns into Sprite Werthers. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Like you don't know what people sometimes. You're like, you literally just have ginger ale. Yeah. Which has no ginger. Ale, yeah, none. Probably. None. Yeah. And then there's like, like every room has a bowl of Werthers. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like how it's are you so plus diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your food? But like one thing I do want to touch on is like you mentioned that men are probably more affected than what we realize in terms of like exposure 100%. to like the fitness. And it might be like because I obviously know that things like the paleo diet, keto, all that stuff is like both men and women yeah. are exposed to that. But then I also feel like there's probably another side of it that like I'm not even aware of yeah. in terms of like steroids and like all of that sure. side of things like bodybuilding because it's for men it's probably more so like building muscle and like for sure whereas women it's more like being thin and lean and health and maybe and just, that attributes to being more of like a healthy balanced lifestyle yeah than like the male where i feel like men almost might be just as bad but they're incognito with how they're you know, how they look at social media, how that impacts your mindset and everything else. Right. I come from a real community. My buddies, yes, like, I still get that. Like, I got to lose weight. Or, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. This, right? um, I know it's maybe this thing to the healthiest. I get to come from, like, a real community where you might not see this much, but I know just from, like, playing hockey and growing up, some buddies everywhere. Yeah. Um, that we're super affected by what we see on social media. Yeah. I think our issue is is that maybe it's the male brain, how it's wired. I don't care how I get to looking like that. I'm just going to figure out how to look like that. Yeah. I don't care if it takes me steroids. I don't care if it takes me creatine, workouts because I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, smashing three steaks at night because it's supposed to that builds muscle. You know, drinking protein shakes, yeah. like just filling your body with chemicals and overdoing certain things. Right. And, and like, I see, I, I see it all the time. Like, guys have gone bulking and then I'm going to cut later. I don't know if it's bad. Like, I'm just saying it probably, probably. to me doesn't seem natural. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I have guys, I remember I was going to the gym, and guys were like, yeah, I just come home full meat diet, nothing else. Wow. Supposedly, like, you know, it's, you can live off meat, it's fine. I'm like, I don't know. Until you get scurvy. (laughs) Maybe you can. I'm not a scientist. But I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. Why have you be like, yes or no, is that good? Yeah. You're like, no. Yeah. If I had to just like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I'm definitely on the approach of rounded diet. Right. And so, like I said, guys will do 
and this is very general. There's there's guys out there that are full, you know, everything, do it. Really oh well. yeah, hundred percent. But I think there's more of an imbalance. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm not a female. They, there's definitely things out there they do too. But yeah, I don't think people realize it in the men's side of things. Maybe if it's a female looking in, right? That I feel like a lot of guys don't care how they get to that. Yeah. Optimal, whatever they think is good, they'll just they'll trash your body doing it. Well. It's like, and I'm not talking, this is different than eating disorders, but there's also like disordered eating, which like, I think at some point in someone's life, they've probably done that because they're like, oh, I need to like lose weight. Or like, even if they weren't even realizing it, they were changing their diet, maybe not the best way to like achieve a result. But yeah. like what you're explaining is really a form of disordered eating. Definitely I think I can is. like, I think I can confidently say that like you are like jeopardizing your health in order to achieve a certain aesthetic. For sure. That's just, like, because I think they know that that's not healthy. Like, people are taking steroids and, like, yeah. taking pre-workouts that are filled with chemicals and, like, not eating vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? I mean, some people, like, genuinely actually don't know. And, like, that's just, like, the world they grew up in. But sure. I think a lot of people probably know if they thought about it for, like, a second. Yeah. Like, that's not healthy. And I'm literally more obsessed with looking a certain way. But, like, sure. in men, you're not going to say, oh, that's a sign of disordered eating. No. You're just going to be like, oh, that guy just is crushing steak alive. Yeah. He's just like living the male life. But like, <laughs> and I also feel like it's, people are like so much more apt to comment on like what girls eat. They're like, Definitely. oh, like, well, oh, you're just eating a salad? Like, oh, like, why don't you eat a burger or like something? Yeah. Like, oh, I just like, I, I, I ate a big lunch today. Yeah, I ate like, like, three burgers at lunch. Yeah, I ate three burgers at lunch, so I just kind of want a salad right yeah. now. It's like, but no one would ever like say to a guy like, "Oh, you're eating a lot of burgers right now." Yeah. Like, never. oh, like, like laugh, but like it's never like yeah. an actual concern thing. Yeah, like, they might chirp me for eating salad. Yeah, yeah. But which, which is another before, thing too, right? Yeah. Which is a thing. Which I think I mean the friends I have now they know just like not that I, this makes me sound like eat salad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 eat salad all the time. But like you know I'm like if I have because I'm a busy guy and I got friends and we're always doing stuff. Like, once in a while, you just got to step back and go, I'm eating a salad. Yeah. Like, like for supper. Because yeah. I can't live this. Yeah. And, like, they usually know now. They don't, like, oh, you're getting a salad. Oh, I'm just like, hey. Yeah. But before, like, when I was a teenager, like, oh my I gosh. would, like, try to watch what I eat a little bit. Yeah. But, like, oh, you're not fun. You're eating rice. Yeah. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I also love rice. Yeah. It's also delicious. Yeah, like, who cares? I also put a pound of soy sauce in this. Because <laughs> yeah, really I thought soy sauce was good for yeah, me. Yeah, I got butter. Salt. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually worse. It's actually worse. Yeah. <laughs> for her, yeah. But it's weird that, yeah, those perceptions. And... I think it needs to be talked about more, though, because sure. I just, like, a lot of guys are just living this life where they're probably insecure maybe they don't feel confident talking about it or they don't even like notice the signs of like disordered eating because it's just so like, this is what you do. do. Right. Like when in reality, if like a female did that, you'd be like, um, why are you only eating meat? And like, that's not good for your hormones and that's not good for this. And like, Oh, like you're probably going to like gain weight or lose too much weight or, but like for the most part, people aren't going to like say that to guys and like give them unsolicited advice. No. (laughs) that's yeah yeah and maybe guys are more i don't know who, who knows but it's like uh obviously things are changing i think yeah in general with nutrition right like i don't know how fast or slow it's happening but people are starting to realize like i actually can't do that i will 
I have a light, clear chance to die early if I keep up this lifestyle. Yeah, I actually heard a really good thing. I was reading in paper once, and they did a study in Australia. And Australia's a big farming area, like tons yeah. of land, lots of farm. Like, I mean, you look how big Australia is and where the cities are, there's a lot of land there. Right. So they actually did a study on average life expectancy of a farmer in Australia. It was 12 years less than the actual average in Australia. Wow. And I was like, I'm surprised it's not more. And people are like, I, I like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I said, I grew up, and that's it's just, it doesn't matter. It's, it's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a time where, well, I'm 30. I'm growing up. <laughs> that you can imagine if you skipped an oil change on a tractor and blow the air filter out. Yeah. You may as well die. Yeah. But the person that runs it, which is your part of the business, yeah. your health and everything to run everything, yeah. should be more important than the tractor. You're shoving, you're guzzling timbits and, and shit and you're tired and you're grumpy and you're yeah. sleeping not enough and then you're sleeping too much on one day. Right. Five, like, it is just a disaster. Yeah. And that's your body. Yeah. But yet, like, you don't check the air pressure on your tractor. Yeah. Like, you're crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking, that tractor's been here for 10 to 20 years, maybe for five years. Yeah. The business only runs if you're there. True. You are such a bigger part of the business than that tractor's. Yeah, we got to keep a maintenance schedule here. Right. But, like, you, your longevity of yourself will keep that business going. Like, mm. you die, and, I, and stuff happens, you can get my car, whatever else, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm healthy till I'm 80, yeah. and my mind's clear and everything, I will make that business way better, make more money any day, yeah. any day, than me trying to grind it out all at once, not having the right people in place, trying to work to save money on dumb things that really don't make sense because you yeah. actually make more money, and you die early. Yeah. Because you're not feeding the brain anything right. It doesn't even make sense to me. Since we're kind of switching to farming, can you kind of like just give a high-level overview of like Van from Farms? Because like yeah. probably a lot of, I mean, you probably got the, no, because you went to Guelph, so like that was pretty eggy. But like when I went to Western, like people heard that my family finally like thought I, we all went to like the farmer's market on the weekend yeah, yeah. And, sold, and sold vegetables, yeah. which like some people do. Like, yeah. But like even those farms are pretty big. Yeah. So like an overview on our farm. It's a family farm. Yeah. But like, if you're talking scale-wise in, in on southwestern Ontario or yeah. even Canada, yeah. on just volume of acres and product taken off the field, in the one percentile, top percent. Right. Sure. Or right. like top even more. Right. Like it's, it's big operation. Right. <clears throat> so you're looking at a person that started it pretty much our dad. Yeah. Growing to a point that took six generations and other people that right. still aren't at that level. Right. And trying to keep it organized. Right. Shit show. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. It's fine. So, like, we have, you know, grow, depending on the year, eight to 10,000 acres. Yep. You know, own some of it, rent some of it, share crops some of it. Um, huge investments in equipment. Like, yeah. Huge, yes. just like huge numbers. People just would not even understand. Not understand. <laughs> not even go there. Don't even go like, there. It is. Yeah. Like you probably have a number and just be like, no, it's way more. Yeah. So it's like, okay, my thing is, I'm coming into this. I got this sleep. My dad got it to there. It's not sustainable. 
unless there's some structure put into place. Yeah. There's nothing, like it will not work. But I wouldn't even have the opportunity to even go in there and structure it right. if he didn't do what he did. Right. So like without him, not even a possibility. Yeah. But I look at the opportunity and go, okay, there's something huge here. Let's simplify this. Let's step it back a level. Let's get some systems in place. Right. Let's organize this better. Like mine was like, get better before you get bigger now. Okay. That was like my number one. This is this is my one sentence. Yep. I'm basing everything off of. Do you think that had anything to do with like the school that you had? Okay. Everything this like ties into a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. So like if I'm talking about um, farming, the only reason why I think I've done what I've done on this farm, right? And like I said, it, it wouldn't even be an option if my dad didn't do it. Not but it all worked out. And he actually pushed me to go to school. He always pushed me to. That's true. Go to sports, talk to random people, yep. be friends with like everybody. Like, yep. Talk to them. Like, don't be the guy who goes to hockey camp and it's like, oh, I'm here with my buddy, I didn't talk to anybody else. Yep. He'd be like, do you know names? Like, friends? Yeah. And some people, do you know what I mean? Did, did you get the so business card? Like, yeah, new, right? Yeah. New. So it's like kind of neat that way. But so much of what I brought into farming was nothing I learned from farming. Yeah. Nothing. Like, I, I had a group that came to us from the US and they're big, like, conglomeration they want to bring farms together to like bulk pricing on everything right like give you a little bit of hr if you need it or okay. something like that and they kind of gave me some good ideas but honestly a lot of my stuff came from obviously school but yep. not egg classes economics classes yes yeah, yeah econ classes um i learned a lot from actually my grandpa bill yeah which passed away last year november our grandpa bill but he worked in a kind of cool thing where he was um in manufacturing yeah. and engineering and he was always so i worked with him a bit after he was kind of his retirement job but he was always systems it was like no messing around here's what we're doing was i don't care if you work for three hours it's all about productivity yeah i don't care if you work till nine o'clock at night yep how much did you get done true and i never thought of that and like obviously now people are gearing towards that yeah it's like um you know and, and all of companies like Netflix and everything, you're like, I don't, like, you work one hour the whole year. Yeah. This is what you have to get done. Right. Figure it out. <laughs> if you have to work till 12, you have to do that too. Yeah. So, like, a lot of that stuff I just took from everywhere. Right. And, like, I have a random, because of hockey and everything else, I have, like, this random group of, like, people I'm still in touch with, like, good friends with. Yeah. Like, I just visited my buddy's a lawyer in Toronto. Yeah. He came from, a, like, a small farm in Peterborough. Like, oh, came I from, like, nothing. Like, okay. went through the thing. Became a lawyer, like talked his way up in McCarthy's, like just like you know, yeah. just did all the stuff. So we're now he works for this uh, other company, and they're like a huge investment company, but he like it's a small group, huge right. company, like but he knows everyone. So like we're always talking. I got a buddy that works for a huge trucking company, right? And they're like in the process of they're huge, like they're buying up other companies. Okay. It's just a shit show with like they have twenty four shops. That they're trying to organize um, like truck maintenance. Yeah, yeah. They have 24 <laughs> mechanic shops. And there was no system in place. Oh. So they're like, he's actually asking me, and like, he's like, man, you have like a, you have crazy systems. Yeah. Like you're actually like, this is like, I need to use that on that. So like everyone's kind of bouncing ideas without even friend. Mm. So I'll listen to podcasts or something that doesn't have to do with friends. Like, yeah. And they're like, I'll be like, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. And it's like your brain all is, all your brain does is piece things together. 100%. It's all that's what your brain does. Yeah. So, so it gives me like crazy good ideas. 
Interesting. That's like my thing. <laughs> I did is it is my thing. Like, it is your thing. I have people that I but but I've had that kind of ingrained in me through certain things where you cannot just farm. Like you cannot be the guy that just is on the farm. Like, no. It'll work. Yeah. And you can live your life and you'll make a living. But for me, like that's not satisfying. No. It's just not in my brain. Like, have you ever read the book Four Hour Work Week? Or like, no, no you obviously haven't yeah, read it. No, no, but that is, I was just actually <laughs> listening to a podcast today. Okay. And they were talking about the four-hour work week. Yeah. Well, what's his name? That oh, I can't remember. Author. But if you ever Tim, do, no. yeah. Oh, it might be Tim. Tim Ferriss? 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 Yeah, Ferris. Ferris. <laughs> Ferris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually have the book, so if you ever feel okay. like you want to try reading a book. No, no, because I just know. got the audible. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's someone's talking to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some crazy Yeah, yeah, perfect. But, but yeah, it's like the same concept. Like you don't need to read the book to like know that he basically just runs his business literally because he has all these processes in place. hundred percent. Like and that's like I feel like I've listened to him and do his podcast. Yeah, you probably have. I think I've yeah. listened to his podcast. I think he's done like tech talks and stuff. And then, too, and then he gets like other people bringing him in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And like awesome, blah blah. Yeah. So I know that concept. But even for me, so like you get a farmer and think crazy about a farmer. If you ever look at any of the good ones, not yeah. all of them, again, generalizing, they want to do everything themselves. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter. And like I break everything down. There's a lot of stuff that you don't do that part yourself. Like, no. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? There's numbers. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They, they generally, no, I shouldn't say generally, I think you're getting better, but like I need to do everything myself. Right. I can get a guy to do that part of it. There's so many diverse things in farming. Yeah. I can get a guy to do that for like cheaper than I can make the payment on that piece of equipment. Do you think it's generational? Because if you think about like this is just me, because like obviously I've not been involved in the farming side no, of no. things, but like I think about like dad and I think about granddad and things like that. And it's like, is it because of their circumstances mm-hmm. um when they were young? So like you have to think of like granddad having a tobacco farm, things went a little, you know, For sure. That's haywire. Dad took it over from pretty much negative. Yeah. And then, like, he had to build this thing from nothing. So, like, how hard is it to, like, give up control and you literally just went from, like, zero to where you are? Yeah, absolutely. And, and but you got to think of the whole time. I know Dad, he did math on figuring out if it was cheaper for him to do it Oh yeah, he math all So time. he was like, he he did stuff. Um, so when you think about it, he was doing stuff that might not make sense for us to do ourselves now because it actually made sense. Right. It was actually made cheaper, or it somehow there's so many dynamics to a business. It right. made sense. Yeah. To do it that way. So, but then you go thirty years later. Right. You can't just be in the same bubble of like, well, my dad. Or my grandma. <laughs> my great grandfather in Belgium like, growing potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't even like shit changes every day. Yeah. In any business. Right. Like you gotta reevaluate stuff. You know, does that make sense? Right. Is that not so like I think we just get we just get caught in our in our ways of of doing the same thing. Right. Um so it comes back that Tim got like Yeah. A lot of a lot of stuff I listen to is it's all about professional delegation. Delegation. Mm-hmm. So anybody that is the best at what they do, yeah, is at the top of the resume. Professional delegator. Right. It is. That's all oh, it is. Yeah. There's guys that I 
you know, listen to or read stuff on and they've got like 50 businesses. Right. They meet with them once a year. Right. And have like a business discussion. They go hiking, they do their thing, they have time to do stuff. Right. Professional delegation, putting people in the right place to do the job. Yeah. And so I'm starting to do that and like, you gotta prove it to do it. So right. it's like, okay, and it's just certain, that makes sense. Like, I'm, why would we do this or why would we do that? <clears throat> so I'm getting to like rental, rental stuff. Right. Like I own a couple of houses and I'm looking at my apartment building possibly and things like that. I spend no time on it. Right. I just put the people in place there. Right. It's actually not hard. It's well, a concept I had to get over with. I mean, like, okay, I own a house and like, I'm never there. Right. Like, what happens if this happens? Yeah. What happens if this happens? Like, something could happen. Yeah. You get everything in the right place in the system to it. It's actually not hard. Right. But you got to, like, take that chance. You got to jump for it. It's like the risk. It is. It's a risk. Yeah. It's all risk. You got to take chances. Yeah. Well, it's like. You got to take calculated chances. True. But. Well, like, I'm yeah. even thinking of Brendan and being in real estate. So, like, the brokerage he works for is, like, very different than, like, how probably 90% of them operate, probably even more. And they have like his like broker, boss, whatever, has so many systems in place. It's like insane. And like literally no one else that I know has ever done anything like him in terms of like real estate. And they even have virtual assistants because he's very much in that like business mindset. not doing things old school. So like Brendan, rarely fills out forms and like applications and like deals no. it's like he sends stuff to his assistant yeah they get it all ready that's their job that is their job yeah. so like, they're really good at it they're really good at it and like there's always someone there helping yeah and then brendan can focus on making well, sales good. calls and like building relationships yeah instead of like tinkering around with forms and like oh then if he's like i'm away because i'm at a wedding this weekend well, then his assistant can take over his mailbox and like That's what it's all about. block time off and like take his calls for him. Yeah. And it's like, what a crazy concept. And it's, and it's actually so easy. Yeah. You put in like 10% of the work together, you save yourself 9% of the time. Yeah. I, I do that. I don't even touch farm equipment. I barely wrench on it anymore. And right. Like the guy, and I have to explain to guys, and all the guys I'm working for me are great. Right. Get it. But it's like, you know, most of them have been there since I've been like, doing more of the work. Right. But, you know, one of the guys who's been with my dad forever. Since I was born. Since you were born. <laughs> so it's like, okay, and he gets it too now. It's like, sometimes I sit him down, I'm like, this is why I'm not here. Yeah. I give you guys lists in the morning. Which yeah. Never done before. It's like, right. Oh, what are we going to do today? Yeah. Ooh, how did you do? Here's your list. Just do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you need something, call me. For sure. But like, I have stuff that I can do that will fill my day. Yep. I do way more stuff to keep things like flowing. Yep. You know, and that can be, I can go visit a buddy that, you know, is in real estate and say, hey, I can be just another house. I can diversify and stuff like that. Yep. I would never have a chance before. Right. If you have the right guys in the right place and you, and you keep them busy through all their hours, then they can leave at four or five. Right. When they're not busy seasons. Yeah. And then they have their weekends off. 100%. And guess what? Their hours, they work, they probably double their productivity than before when they had to work till six and stuff was sloppy. And then coming on a Saturday, 
but they couldn't make plans. I could just, it's, it's a disaster. Yeah. It's like, this is what, this is actually what needs to get done today. So like yeah. do it. And just then when you get it. done, then yeah. you like leave. Yeah. And they're happy because they're like, yeah. oh, you're not like overbearing on me. I'm like, no, because I have you guys, which I think are the right people for the position yeah. to do the job. Yeah. So I can do better business. Right. Whether it's growing in acres or it's growing it in productivity efficiencies, right. however you want to look at it, it's yeah. growing the business. Well, it's like, I even thought about it when I like had like interns from like Western or something. And I'm like, oh, this is like the project. This is what like needs to be done. And then I just like sent it to them, you know, Google Drive's amazing, yeah. just like whatever. And then like I might check in if it's like part of their program like requires me to like check yeah. in. But like they'll be like, oh, by the way, like this is what I've done recently. I'm like, great, wonderful. Like I'm like yeah. just oh, as sure. long as this is the due date for this, like as long as it's done, I don't care how you get there. Yeah, like, just for sure. Get it done. Just get it done. Yeah, like I'm like, That's I don't have time to like message you. No. If you have questions, let me know. If for not, sure. like I'm here for, for help if you need it. Yeah. But at the same time, like yeah, you just, can make your own decisions too a little bit. Yeah, like, it's like also what you like learn and you know. For sure. Like I don't have time to like control every little thing you do. Micromanaging is the worst. Can be like well, kill can you. crush your whole <laughs> life, like stress and everything. Oh my gosh. For sure, and I <clears throat> so I'm at the point where um, I've got a good system in place. Yeah. And it's letting me do other things. Right. Which will for sure make me happier. Yep. Makes me this time of year like I gotta hire some part time people for the fall. I always do. Right. It wasn't like that. I wouldn't have time to even like interview. Like I interviewed someone the other night. I worked a bit during the day. Right. For my run, went there to interview. We're all happy and blah blah blah. Right. Not like pissed off because we're not. You know what I mean? Then the guys like, oh yeah, I'd love to work here. Yeah. They're like, good. Let's get this going. And everyone's yeah yeah yeah. Like thinking about how I grew up and like seeing dad work every day of like the whole year, yeah. like in insane hours, I would have never thought that you would be sitting here at 4 p.m. on a weekday yeah. in the summer doing a freaking podcast. Oh, I can make it happen. Like that's just, yeah. like what, a, like would even like think about yourself yeah. when you were younger. Did you ever think if you were helping around a farm that this would ever happen? No, <laughs> no 10 like, years ago. Absolutely not. Like, well, we also probably don't have to be shunned. <laughs> Yeah. Like you're lazy. You're lazy. But like it is all about how much you get done. It's all productivity. How is that hard for you to get over? Because it's like interesting. A lot of the female business owners that I talk to, it's like a lot of them are in like the mindset space and like, you know, are in that mindset of like if you get it done, like that's important and like creating those systems and like yeah. not feeling guilty about like if you take time off. Yeah. But like how is that for you? Because I know for me it's terrible. I well, I still like, struggle with it. Anxious. Like it makes me sweat. Yeah. It did. It did. I'm still like. I'm still like it affects me a bit. Yeah. But now I literally, because I've actually started to put numbers in like. Yeah. Real physical like efficiencies and like configured out. Yeah. Because I have time to do this. I just turn everybody down. Well, like yeah. I'll just be like, and that's pretty good now, but it's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm doing this because it makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. When I moved to London, I remember I was, yeah, I've been like working from home for like at least two years now. Yeah. And I went to the grocery store at like 9 or 10 a.m. when I first moved to London. You probably had almost an anxious. I literally was thinking in my head, and this is like full disclosure, anyone who's like listening to this, we're making your dad seem like he's yeah, crazy. He's, he's literally the nicest human in the world. Yeah. But like he was just such, and Sorry. still is such a hard worker. Yeah. That like, 
and this is all me internalizing this. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh my God, that would probably be so disappointed in me to like know that I'm going to the grocery store on a Wednesday morning instead of like doing quote unquote work, yeah. even though I like work evenings and weekends and like, I don't have a life. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like, I remember I told dad that like a few months after and he was laughing, he was like, well, why would you go in the afternoon or in the evening when everyone else is? Yeah. Because that's actually wasting your time and making you less productive. So like, of course you should go during yeah, the morning. Yeah. Like and if you have that flex, and I'm like, oh, thank you for that validation. Yeah. <laughs> like, so now I'm like, oh, like every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, okay, I feel better about this now. Like yeah, yeah. I'm actually being more efficient according to dad. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, uh, so it's a thing because, and we we're kind of chatting about it the other day. There was a time in the farming not that long ago, the harder you worked, the more you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that to a degree. Right. It's not like that now. No. No, Because no, no. technology is just you insane. You will actually get crushed if your mindset is that. Right. You won't get crushed. There's guys that can sound like work, but maybe their own life sucks. And there's, like, yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> I don't know what your goal It depends what your goal is, too. Right. Is your goal to have the most acres and make no money on half of it just because you want to stay out the most acres? Yeah. Is your goal to be you know, go limited amount of acres, keep it really streamlined. Is mm. your goal to be in the middle and like push, still push a lot of business, but still have a really good, right. like control of everything in your home life. And, yeah. But, uh, but what's really helped me is, is uh, getting out there in the world, seeing how other businesses work, seeing how people do things, yeah. going to school for economics, listening to podcasts. Like how does the guy that runs you know, 50 companies he owns or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. How is he even on this, how is he on this podcast on this thing? Yeah. He's like, oh, I got it all figured out. Yeah. Systems. Yeah. And I go, there's no way that you grow the many acres as we do. And you can't, there's no way in hell. And like I said before, the only way I have that opportunity is because you had to do what dad did. To yes. Yeah, yeah. No, there's not even a question about yeah. it. To do it that fast. No, I have the opportunity. Right. It's like pump the brakes here. Let's get this, you know. Well, it's even just like in other businesses, like even in the <laughs> online space, right? Like, yeah, like businesses could have hired more people to help them in different or like different areas, whether it's HR, men or whatever, but like that's gonna come at a higher cost because you're paying someone to physically come For to a you. space. Yeah. But now all these like opportunities to hire virtual assistants and like to have team members remote, like that wasn't that's it wasn't there. That's a new thing. You know what? Cell phone. Right cell phones. There, that's right there. I can text the guys in the morning for shop work. I can stay in my house and continue doing what I'm doing on my computer. Yeah. Not even a thing before. Yeah. Employees. I'll yeah. text a group message to five guys about what's going on tomorrow. If it's going to rain, don't bother coming until noon because yeah. it's like harvest time or something. Right. Like, those things you take for granted, but that's huge. That's something that, like, that's what makes it easy for me now. Right. Where that before, it's like, you can't, you can't even, you can't, like, like you can't even imagine. How is when, like, does, like, talk about before, like, his tractor breakdown, he had to walk to a payphone yes. in a small place. Yeah. Like, like, what? Yeah. Like, what a wild concept. Like, now I'm, like, calling the guy, and my computer, or my, all my equipment has, on the John Deere program, what field it's in. So, like, the tech guy doesn't have to ask me where I am. Right. He just drives. He just knows. And he hits a button and takes him, like, on the program to where I am. Hey, on that note, I actually feel like it'd be cool if you talk about like the technology and innovation side of farming. Yeah, yeah. Because most people I think have this like <laughs> like ideal that like, you know, you're like, yeah, you, they might know about like combining and like planting like yeah, really yeah. high level, but they're like probably think that like all of us have apple orchards and like 
are growing pumpkins and like yeah. strawberries and you know, going to a home cooked meal at like five thirty. Oh, yeah. Like so wearing overalls. Yeah. yeah. You so know. like the modern farmer now. I mean, you still get the guys that are out there, like you can tell they're fine. Like, anybody that comes up to me that didn't know me, they're like, Do you work in business or your accountant? Like they might yeah. get that. I don't know. Other than your decal t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I go out to like get an Now it's like it's starting to change like that. So yeah. technology is everything for farming right now. Right. Like literally everything. So I don't steer any tractors. Yeah. It doesn't steer. Right. Like I have stuff saved. I send information from my computer to my monitors wirelessly from my program. Right. Um, even headlands, you go around trees, it's all saved. I literally go in the field, hit a button. Um, yeah. When I fill in straight rows, uh, it drives off satellite, satellites on the computer. Right. How that does that. Yeah, science. I have a program where it actually, I'm in the sphere at the end now. It'll actually pick up all my stuff, change all my hydraulics. and. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I even knew that it did that at the end now. It does now. Okay. Is yeah. that like, turn, turn automation, it's called. When did that come into play? Uh, probably like, they had a clumsy version of it before. Okay. And now... It's more of like a streamlined, user-friendly version okay. that John you came up with. Gotcha. It's like pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I've got I have all my farms. I probably have 110 farms or 100 farms. Right. Um, now we grow. Right. So everybody has the app on their phone. Right. And there's different unlocks and things to access more of the app or not. But right. they know where the farm is. It'll GPS take them there. Okay. Uh, it'll show the entrance points. Right. Everything else. Thank goodness, eh? Like, without that, so now I can hire people that don't have to be there for 30 years to know the farms. Yeah. Farms change hands a lot now, too. Like, people right. are getting older, they pass away. Yeah. You know, like, sons take it, they right. just sell it, uh, or I pick up rent farms. Like, it is, like, my land base changes quite a bit for rented stuff. So, right. my own is nice, stays the same. But if you have that on the phone, and I have 100 farms from, and you know, uh, I don't know how many kilometer radius. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, radius. like it's a lot. Right. Like you can't even. You just you'd shut it. You'd shut it down. You'd be like, I can't even manage getting new people and figuring out where to go. And so that's a huge thing, which comes out of technology and phones. Right. Um, anything because I have all my farms have different soil types. Right. Different soil types and different fertility. Mm -hmm. They need different seed rates. They grow different yields of crops. Right. It's all different. Right. And you can have tons of different soil types in one field, different elevation, how water drains. So everything, when a guy goes in there, not only does it steer, but all my planters have technology that <clears throat> I have pre-done maps that actually change the seed rates as it goes across the field. Okay. The, and, the, and the nice part is, is that guy I hired doesn't have to come from a farming background. Right. He just got some of the system in order to load it and do the job right. Okay. So it's taking that, I am a farmer, I can work on here now, out of the question. Right. Which is how that industry is going. Right. Farms are just going to become way bigger. There's yep. always huge corporate farms. Yep. People now don't come from farms to work on your farm. Right. No one does that. Right. You're hiring people that are now have to be on a farm and have little farming knowledge. Yeah, so do, you, how, do you have employees that are like no farming background? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like come from a small. Well, yeah, small town. So like maybe like drove a loader truck for sure. Yeah, for the yeah, yeah. Maybe through a couple of emails. Right. Like that, but yeah. Interesting. So they can do 
way more because of the systems I have in place than right. the technology I have. Right? So they go in there, the fertilizer gets spread now and put on the field per soil type as okay. well. So now I'm having two functions that are completely, they're loaded right in the monitor. He's not making decisions on anything, but you don't want him to make decisions. His job is not to make decisions right. on fertility, where seed needs to go, no. where others go. I'm the farmer and I don't even barely I was going to say. I have an agronomist. That that's, what, that's their job. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like delegating work to get it done the best, yeah. cheapest, whatever else. So it, but it's all, it all is nice to say that tractor steer and sells blah, blah, but there is a huge back behind that to make all that flow. Right. Right. So it's like the dust doesn't steer itself. That variable rate fertilizer application and seed doesn't just know it needs to be that. Right. I'm doing that in the background. For sure. I'm doing that way more efficiently now. Yeah. But that's where I've gone to some of the same tractors and monitors because everyone knows how to use the same platform on the computer screen and the mm -hmm. tractors. And it just like, it took a while to get everything to right. kind of flow right. Yeah. Any information from a combine, when it's combined in the field and yields are different, every 30 seconds upgrades, it updates and sends right to my um, like cloud and platform, the John Deere one. Right. So all my data from my fields. Every time I've gone in the field to spray, the product, the date of that, right. how much was put on, everything is saved for that okay. farm. So I have like fields, like six, seven years of data on one field. And we've gone there, we've gone into there 10 times each year. Fertilizer spreading, spraying, right. working the ground tillage, planting. Fertilizer on the planter, I can say, when did you plant the field in 2013? Literally just at a click of a button, it tells me everything, the date, wind speed. That's crazy. Everything. It's just there. Yeah. Which is like, so what does that do for you? Does it hold up for me? Right. Because it now it comes down to what are my costs for all that? Yep. What is my what am I making? Yep. Right? So then you're starting to break that down. And it all goes back to like all those other business decisions you're making. Everything. Like, okay, well, this is making me this much, this for sure. That's, Am I going to now delegate this or am I not? Like what? Everything. It's just like, streamlining. It's streamlined. So yeah. it's like, and I can pull it up on my phone. Right. I'm like, what is this? And right away it takes all my varieties I planted, all different kinds of soybeans and corn. Right. And it pre-populates that into my monitor. So like at the end of the year, I just give me a chart. Like 52 blah, 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 corn yielded the best on this many acres. This, this, this. I didn't even take, I didn't even take that stick out of it, data anymore. Right. I'm not going and I can already go like make like good, fast decisions on things. Right. Which like how big your company is, you have 365 days in a year. You gotta do a lot of stuff each year. So like you right. think, oh, does that really matter? No, it does. Oh. It starts to matter because I've been through it and going like, I just spent so much time on that. If I had something that maybe I paid a few hundred dollars more on and mm -hmm. then skip that step, like that would actually be huge. Yeah. So then you start like figuring it out. But there's farms that I, you know, we rent and fall the harvest happens and you kind of don't really do expenses on that rented stuff. You think you're making money and this and that. Now it's like before I was making decisions more on emotion than yeah. actual numbers. Right. But now I'm making decisions on numbers and not emotions. Right. It takes emotion out of the game. It's yeah. like I did five years, I know my expenses for that. I know 
what I need to make per acre. Right. It's not happening. I'm not renting that farm anymore. Right. You're like, what do you mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't feel mentally like strained from it. No. Because I used to be like, how should I? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, and I mean, I'm not even fully there. Like, I still do stuff where we're like, I shouldn't do it. Right. But at least we're getting a platform now flowing. We're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. You're like, let's break this down this year. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, that makes a lot of sense. And this is like applicable to like all businesses. All businesses. It's all the same. It's all, yeah, yeah just different is the same. examples. It's all the same. But like, even too, it's like, this is like more for like corn, soybeans, cash crops. But like, I also know too that like, um livestock also has like some insane technology like in the last few years like are just wild i know like things like um like tender fruit and like though like some crops are more like labor intensive like you actually have to have like people out there yeah Yeah, for for now now. but like i'm assuming assuming that like even their technology is like improving and we'll probably get to the point where we won't have hundreds of workers in a field handpicking it all comes down to like how much labor is. Yeah. Like my com- like I have one combine yeah. that can put, I don't know how many bushels through a year, 600,000 bushels of crop from right. one machine. Right. That might not mean anything to anybody. Right. But like the far- farmer, like, what we do now, 20 years ago, I need to like, like yeah. three, I got equipment's way more, it's way bigger, but I would need three times more comments to get the job done and yeah. it'd be way harder yeah. and it'd be just a struggle. People are getting stuck, pissed off, yeah. fixing stuff. <laughs> That's all you were growing up. Like, like, it, it would just, matter it would just be madness. Yeah. Like, it's just pure madness. So yeah. that's, that's already there in the cash crop industry um, because it's just, it's been there for so long. It's so much of the acres are actually put into corn and soybeans right. in the U.S. and like, well, in a lot of places, yeah, that it's there. John Deere, those big companies are innovating yeah. like wild. Okay. Um, so the vegetable crops, it all depends on the country too. Um, you know, you're starting to get those automatic harvesters for, right. for like, you know, yeah. crazy things that would just be handpicked. Like, remember, like when the tobacco harvester was invented? Yeah. <laughs> wow, like what a wild concept. That was a wild thing. Yeah. 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 And that's still actually being used. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, people don't handpick anymore. No. Like, okay. Okay. I think tobacco. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good for your body. Yeah, yeah it's like pretty healthy. Yeah. Tar on my hands. Yeah. Just going into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, I know you could probably talk about farming oh, yeah, for like talk. 10 years. Yeah. Since probably no one listening actually farms. Yeah. No. Like I could go on, like that's the thing with things. It. It's, it's, like, it's, it's all, trying to be, yeah. trying to like explain something because if you're not in it, even for me that I'm in it, like, yeah. there's so much to it. And I also um, think it's important to know too, like what goes behind it. Because I think everyone, there's just so much like debate right now too of like, Oh, like where your food comes from and blah blah uh, in like the wellness space. Like that's probably yeah. why a lot of people are also interested in it. When like they actually have like no concept of like what actually happens yeah. with farms and they're like, oh, like there's no family farm. I'm like, no, like there's huge farms that are still family Most farms. Most farms are family farms. Yeah, like even the big ones are family farms. Yeah. So like sure. you they just don't have this concept. No, they don't. And that's that's no fault to their no, own. No, that's right. just like media's like media's like, yeah, you're garbage your farm. Yeah. 
that's actually a good point. Like to bring that up in the generalize of like food and where, where I see it and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, anything I do is actually the most environmentally friendly yeah. thing per, because product costs money. Yes. So how am I going to actually make my business better? I'm going to try to put product only where I need it. Yep. Just what it needs. Yep. Technology and genetically modified crops yes. are actually saving the environment. Right. Because I'm using way less product, mm -hmm. using way less fuel per right. bushel than ever before. Yeah. Because there's traits in there that make it drought resistant, uh, not susceptible to disease. Right. As soon as you do that, you don't have to spray as many bad chemicals on it. Right. So these GMOs crops mm -hmm. are actually really, are actually if you look at it from an environmental perspective per bushel or right. forever, way, way better than non-genetically modified stuff. Yeah. Way better. And I also think too, like a lot of people that don't know about farming, they get like organic mixed up with like we won't get to a whole organic no, no. thing, but like with organic GMO like all the same thing and like no. blah 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 and like they think all the corn that like people are growing is like also genetically modified, but like also most of the time getting consumed like by humans. Not like, not it's 100%. like, like ethanol, like yeah. just, you know what I mean? So like that's also a thing. But like I even remember like a couple years ago, I don't know if this has changed, but dad was explaining to me that like, he's like, um, people think that like everything we grow is like genetically modified. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, there's also like, I have to grow like for the market. Like some countries also don't, Allow genetically modified or this or that. Yeah, like, like Europe's and stuff like that. Yeah. Some places that are have big rules like this. Yeah, so it's like I think everyone just assumes that all farmers are just crushing genetically it's modified so seed. Funny. Yeah, it's a very weird thing to be in. Yeah, when you're from the farmer's perspective. Yeah, the chemicals we used to spray on stuff before there's GMOs. Yeah, was nasty. Yeah. Because I couldn't spray Roundup, which is a big myth about Roundup's the worst thing ever. Right. I'm not going to say it's the best. Right. No, I'm like, I don't really know the science, but it is a, in the egg industry, very, doesn't stay in the soil, doesn't stay on anything. Right. Like, is the safe, safe chemical. I can spray that on stuff now because there's a gene put into most soybeans and corn right. that allows me to spray Roundup on it. Right. It kills all the weeds, which you think, oh, that's bad because it kills everything. Stuff that's specific to certain weeds, usually there's more chemistry involved, mm -hmm. usually means it's a way loose product. Right. If I'm just going in and killing everything, all I have to do is, like, it's not actually, the chemistry is way easier. Right. Roundup. Like, when they came with Roundup Ready stuff, like, I think in 1996, prices started to plummet because now people are producing way more because it's way easier to keep your, your fields clean. Right. But way easier, way more efficient. Right. You're spraying way better chemicals right. to kill meats, like not even. Yeah, I think that's what people probably don't realize don't is that realize. like, yeah, it's still a chemical and I think there's still a lot of like, mis like there's still a lot of research that probably has to be done on it. For sure. But it's better than what it was before. For sure. So yes, you can talk about Roundup and like say all these negative things about it. Yeah. But you have to remember that before Roundup was oh. actually a lot worse. Oh. So and people were hands stirring chemicals with their bare arms yeah. and like like actually full on getting cancer. Like For sure. like like it was, it was directly, directly linked to that. Like to a lot of 100%. farms and farm workers. Yeah, there's guys that have like there's so many stringent things before chemicals passed yeah. in Canada that people yeah. don't know about either. Yeah. Like that's a huge thing. Yeah. And 
you know, you had guys that had chemicals before that I don't, like, I don't know the science behind it, but yeah. they're stored in fatty tissues. Yeah. Yeah. A certain kind. Exactly. And they can actually test it that that is from that. Right. Right. They don't have that anymore. It doesn't get used for products. It's like, again, we don't mm-hmm. know that's the thing about probably a lot of stuff. For sure. But it's like, but then, then you have to come up with an alternative then to yeah. help because like how else are we going to grow this much food for or like corn for ethanol or whatever for this big of a population it doesn't make sense so like and then it comes into an environmental aspect and yeah. i'm saying generally the person that talks about health is also the person that's like yeah into sustainability oh, and the sustainability on the planet and everything else yeah so i'll tell you right now that non-gmo and organic stuff doesn't lead to sustainability for the environment or right. even health right so you gotta watch it you also gotta watch it i have a lot of friends that are organic dairy i have a buddy that lives i went to school with bc and he has six almost 600 organic dairy cows oh but he is then all your feed has to be organic yes to be organic. right he has nothing to do with organic yeah it's all it's all money based for him yes it's because he's close to vancouver Yes. And he has a market for people that think organic everything is the best. Right. So you get these farmers that are growing organic. Right. And anyone that's a sale at scalable size, right, most likely doesn't even eat organic stuff. Right. So you gotta like think about it's consumer demand is what we're just filling. Yeah. You don't have to believe in it. If they somehow have marketed that that's better, someone's gonna fill it. Right. And I think like for, how it works. for me, it's like hard because mm-hmm. like, you know, well, you know, this too, some crops are more heavily sprayed, things like, you know, apples and right. All the healthy crops. Are like sprayed the worst. The worst. Exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah. they're also the ones that like, you can't necessarily peel, right? Yeah. Like you can't peel, well, you can peel an apple, but like at that point, you like you're, that. you're eating it. Yeah. Um, so it's like hard because I think a lot of people think like they want to try to be healthier and they think organic is like, one of the only options, but like that's also not affordable for everyone. So it's like, especially like where we're from at least, like this everyone thinks that like we're probably all going to farmers markets and buying organic produce when it's actually like not the case at all. Like from a socioeconomic standpoint, like you also have to like meet people where they're at. So like I don't go out preaching like people actually ask me all the time that you're organic and I'm like, no, like I can't afford to do that. Yeah. Like there's certain things that I'll try to maybe because I just know like how bad apples can be For like sure, things like that yeah. but like no I'm not gonna buy organic bananas no. like or avocados no. and like also like I'm probably also not gonna buy organic berries from Dristol's because I know that their regulations in South America are not the same standards so oh. like do I have a watch over them in yeah. South America seeing what they're spraying on their raspberries that are oh, organic no, no. They look the exact same as the regular ones. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I know people that grow organic stuff around here. Yeah. And it's so hard to grow organic stuff. Yeah. And they don't not spray stuff on it. Yeah. It just has to be a certain classification of spray. Right. And some of it, when you get down to the science of it, it's so bad to spray on stuff. Yeah. You'd rather spray regular chemicals. Right. That wash off. You know it doesn't get stored in the yeah, like, right. and but so it's it's the myth of like it doesn't get put anything on it. Right. Uh, not all the time. Is it USA USDA approved organic? Yeah. Or is there organic in the label and you just see organic so it's organic? Right. It's a whole marketing thing. People just put organic in their name. Right. 
and they say it's organic. But if it's not stamped USDA approved, yeah, it's not organic, or there's not even a chance of it. Right. Because even at that is like how I feel like the regulations are getting better. Right. Like I could go out and spray something at night, and no one would even know. Exactly. And if it's if they can't test it in there, yeah. After which, because it's probably off. Right. They don't know. Yeah. And I can still sell for a huge premium on it. Right. It is. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you, not everyone follows the rules. Well, that's the thing. I I got almost say like corruption, but like that, that's the only word I can think of. It is. It is in yeah. like the organic space, and it's like I think it's just like like almost like sexy right now, obviously to like talk about like organic. And I'm not saying that there isn't pros and cons. Like that's the thing, right? There's like so much research that has to be done. And this thing, like, yes, people have been growing organic for like most of humanity, but like in today's society, like there's not enough research out yet. I don't think to talk about Roundup, to talk about organic, to talk about this. No, I think, I think there is a lot. But I can't say it because I'm not the person that's going to be like, yeah. here, I know Roundup's the best right. because here's my science. Right. So I'm still at a point where like, I'm production, I'm yeah. making money, I know it's what I've heard. Right. I can't. Someone's wrote 3,000 pages on it because right. they're scientists. Right. I can't regurgitate that to you. Yeah, you're like, I can't. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now that it's definitely a safe product. Right. What are some other misconceptions that people might have about GMOs and like organic produce and all that stuff? Um, I think vegetables, because I, I think in farming, a lot of people think of crops as a consumed right from the field. Yes, like, right. I get that. Yeah. That's pretty easy. But I don't, I don't know stats on the actual corn and soybeans, everything grow, but like most corn goes to animal food. Right. A lot of corn goes to ethanol production, even on my side. Yeah. But also the byproduct of ethanol. Like when you bring a corn, I don't know, it's 30, 40% of it, 30, probably 30%. Right. Use for actual ethanol. It's a whole byproduct. Yeah. Of 70%, which is used for feed. So an ethanol plant is just a huge feed mill, too. Right. That's all it is. It's not like, oh, you brought all your corn there, it's going all the gasoline, blah, 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 blah. Right. No, it isn't. So a lot still goes to, Feeding animals, right? Consume, right? Right. That's a lot of acres because it takes a lot of the conversion rate from feed to pounds of beef, pork, and chicken. Right. Is a lot. Like chickens are pretty crazy. Okay. Like they take, I don't know, like every pound of food or every two pounds of food is one pound of meat. Like it's like a really high uh-huh. conversion. And then I think porks maybe. Six pounds to one, okay. or five pounds of feed to one pound, right. which is really good compared to what it used to be. Okay. So you got to think in the animal world too of meat. You know that that's a I'm not gonna get into it because I don't really come from that. Right, right. Um, too much, but I think beef's the worst, as in like conversion from food to pound of meat. Right. I think it's like um, typically the worst for most. Yeah, like resources for and, sure. Yeah, it's like maybe it's something. Slashing about is like maybe like 10 right. pounds to one pound of like food okay. conversion. Just like generally speaking. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like chickens are definitely like efficient? pretty efficient. Okay. But like also there's other repercussions for that. Like animal rights wise. Right. Like they you know, you get a chicken, a chicken in your barn and then you raise it to like six weeks. It's done. It's on your plate. Right. right? So they're you know, that same chicken is not the same chicken you have on your own farm. Right. Like some, you know, 
people that collect eggs on their farm. Right. It's like nothing would be done two days. Right. Aside, right. Like it's specific. It's not genetically modified. But it is bred for, right, okay. for that scenario. Right. Now their lives are great. They get tons of food and water. It's happy. Yeah, well, yeah. Barns are really clean because they have to be. It's right. Food consumption. Right. So we have like, our standards of food here are really good. Right. But I, I don't know. Anyways, the organic thing, again, misconceptions. Like, there's, there's so many misconceptions in egg, but obviously in the food industry, you know, you get like a vegetable crop. If you were talking about apples before. Yeah. Like I used to scale apple fields. Right. And I have to call a guy every day I go out there because there's reentry periods for every chemical. Yes. But they spray so many chemicals. Right. That you had to be out there. You had to call them all the time. Like they could be, I actually, I was getting behind because I couldn't time in between sprays. Right. Right. So I think there's like, oh, the corn farmer, the big industry, right. blah, blah, is this bad guy. And I'm not saying the vegetable guy's bad too. Right. I grow vegetables right. as well. But you got to start looking at the, uh, you know, this, it's all, to me, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the person that's like sprays and everything bad, like you're eating vegetables and then, like they're, you leave those for a week, those things are devastated by bugs and yeah. Just everything. Right. And you're gonna, then you're going to spend three times the amount on your apples and you're going to be shitty. Yeah. So I just, egg is a giant misconception. And like also our environments changed so much. So like how can you, I mean, this is like me just assuming, but like I'm assuming you can't grow what you did however many years ago because, I mean, climate change is, I think, a very apparent thing and that's also something you have to take in consideration. So like, yes, farming emits a lot of like co2 blah, 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 right like 100%. but at the same time it's like whereas you can't expect farmers to then make up for all these years of like you know per per bushel of crop or whatever you produce is the lowest inputs it's ever been right because i go ten thousand acres and there used to be a hundred farmers right or whoever else that used to have to grow that right they had tractors that were small they burnt fuel terribly. Yeah. They went over the ground a thousand times so they didn't have the tools and technology to do minimal passes of tillage and planting and everything. Right. Like environmentally, it's, it's slashed per bushel. Right. right. So then you go to the next thing. You're like, is there just too many people on this planet? Because really, the other way is we're getting more efficient as a farmer. Yeah. We're actually putting less resources in. Just strictly on the fact that we're in an open market, it's competitive. Yeah. I can't spend more money on products just because I want to. Yeah. It's useful. Like, I gotta burn less fuel. I gotta have so that you know it, it brings um manufacturing equipment to get to a point where they're trying to get the most efficient engines, as much fuel because now farmers are basing their buying habits on what's the best on fuel. Right. Like it's just the whole thing. Like open markets are it's also making food cheap. Yeah. Like I don't care what you say. Yeah, groceries are expensive. We also eat anything we want, whenever we want. Yeah, we're never, like, okay, like, the average population is, yeah. in North America, is not starving. No. Like, middle class and up. No, we're right. Yeah. yeah. And we're eating really good stuff from all around the world. Yeah. How many years ago was it when over half of your income went to food? Yeah. 
like not that long ago. Right. I didn't know what it was. I don't know stats on, but like your whole thing was okay, I can provide this rain not to come on my head and get everything wet. Yep. And I need food. Right. Like that's my life in a nutshell. Those yeah. are the two things. And Hopefully then, I have some time to like kick a song balls. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, right? But like also getting back to the climate change thing that it's like I'm assuming from an environmental standpoint, like weather and stuff also like there's a lot more variables in terms Huge of like variables. so then that also plays into like the way you have to farm. Like you can't farm like how you did back in the day because no. you could be going through a huge drought or like too much rain now, like extreme weather. Extreme weather patterns. Yeah. You definitely see more of it. Um, it's all relative to the market though. Okay. So like you can say that, but also you're competing in a market where like other people have those variables. So you're, it's, it's an open market. I you're the cheapest yeah. or whatever. It's, it's gonna, it can still sustain it. It's, it's doing mm-hmm. it. So you get, uh, you know, I have to deal with with the extreme weather condition. Also, the guy in the U.S. like there was, a, you know, some severe weather when they're through the summer. Right. Some corn got taken out. That means prices go up. So I kind of capitalize from that because prices are a little higher. Right. Like pretty average year. Got some good rainfall. Right. The next year they could be the best. I could drill. Right. I got smashed by that. Yeah. So. But it, it, those extreme weather patterns happen a lot. Um, a lot of things are happening too now that we haven't really dealt with. Like now that Roundup Ready stuff has came out, everyone's spraying Roundup. Okay. Like there's like Roundup, Roundup, Roundup. Right. Nothing else. No other like different chemistries put in there. So now you're actually getting Roundup resistant beads. Okay. Which is crazy. Right. Because there's so much Roundup spray at half rates and people trying to save more money and like, Okay. We just became resistant to it. So we actually have resistant weeds here now. Okay. That are like devastating. So now people are putting in other genetics like in the soybeans and stuff where you can spray dicamba on them. Okay. It's just like a harsher chemical, but then you can spray on soybeans without killing the soybeans. Okay. Just like Roundup, you see, like Roundup spray, before Roundup, very soybean, you spray Roundup on the dead. Right. Smashed. Right. So now they're putting in other traits into these. So you can spray other chemicals that would. Are good for those resistant weeds that still now won't kill the beans either. Okay. Um, so you're getting weed resistance now because of this, you know, change in agriculture, monocropping right. mentality. Um, you're getting invasive species that like come in crazy. Right. Like we got Western green cutworm in this area that comes in. Right. And throughout our sets, because monocropping. Yeah. Huge yeah. things of land. So then you have to come up with ways to. To go against that. Right. Of course, there's like insecticides you can spray. Right. Kills them. Or traits you can put in okay. to corn that can start killing them. Look at other things in layman's terms. For so you're fighting off, you're always fighting off something because of something else you're doing. Okay. Because maybe it's not natural. Right. So you just gotta watch it. I'm thinking, I'm okay with what we have now. I think Canada's pretty good as a country. Obviously, all the ground I grow used to be trees. Like it was, yeah, yeah, it's right? just, just what it was. Yeah, but like the country in in the whole right now, there's you can't just deforest stuff. Right. If you have to take a little bit of trees out and make you replant in some other area. Yeah. So it, it's good. And then you, I mean, you go anywhere past King Shield, and it's rotten trees. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. The other thing with with farming, I guess, 
and you look at an environmental standpoint of things, is you have to take into account how much carbon corn takes in. Right. So they're starting to do carbon, obviously, taxes on fuel and stuff in the farm. Yeah. But are they giving us carbon credits? Right. One, okay. I forget the stat. Like one acre of corn takes about eight tons of carbon. Interesting. So, I didn't know so that. So they should actually be paying me if you do the math on it. Okay. I'm actually a check from the government because I'm taking carbon out of the air. Right. Actually. Interesting. I'm way more balanced on the other side than how much fuel I use. Okay. Now the U.S., the problem with the U.S. is they are pro, pro, pro farmer all the time. Right. No matter right. what. So now I'm in a market with a farmer that's really across the border, which is then, you know, it's, it's yeah. yeah, I got some, there's a little bit of barriers at the border there where I can ship some beans and pork and wherever. But you're generally, you're competing, you're in the same country, you're right. in the same corn belt. So now I've got a farmer that on top of all the other stuff here he gets given to him by the government. Now all of a sudden they're actually paying, their, they're going to start paying their farmers a carbon credit. Okay. So not only are they not paying carbon tax on their fuel and all that other stuff. Right. Now they're actually getting, they might actually get carbon credits. So they're getting another check from the government. So they actually wow. refer to some cash crop farmers in the U.S. as mailbox farmers. Wow. You're farming your mailbox because you are getting, um, and this is obviously, again, very general. There's yes, different yeah. programs with names on them that say you have to fit into this and right. this. But essentially, they're getting certain prices for the crops no matter what. Okay. They're getting, they're guaranteed a certain amount no matter what. Right. Throughout the year. So if they don't meet, meet that and they follow the criteria, there's a check in the mailbox to make up the difference. Wow. So then now you're getting all this other stuff put on carbon credits, all this other stuff. I'm competing in the same market as them. Right. And, I, and then the Canadian farmers get stabbed. Right. Canadian, I don't want to point anybody out, but the Canadian farmer that's on an open market yep. is getting stabbed. Right. By people in parliament that don't really know where what we do. There's a huge disconnect. Like most people just don't know. Which don't know. Yeah. Like whose fault is it? I can't even say right. want anything. I'm not going to be the guy that like, I hate that guy because of this. Like, right. You just need, somebody needs to be educated. Right. I don't know how we're going to do it. Like, I don't know if like sometimes our like Ministry of Agriculture like no, like, no, those, no, like, no, like sure. you know what I mean? Like no offense to those people, but I don't even know if like our like ministers are like people in those positions understand unless they yeah. actually did come from a farm which sometimes they do but sometimes they're just shuffled they around they don't shuffle around yeah these are buddies with this guy and it's buddies. like one one guy will be ministry of infrastructure one year yeah. the next year is <clears> like agriculture yeah and yeah. it's like and these it's crazy like, yeah and like, wait, so then you get <laughs> and like i'm bad i should probably put more effort into that um making yeah. So like, there's the great farmers of Ontario. Yes. Yeah. And they do things to try to, you know, patch in work where we'll get shafted. Right. Propose things to governments of like something crazy. Like advocacy work? Yeah. Yeah. So there's different things, people that do, and groups that do that. And then, of course, it's farmer-based. Like, there's farmers that join the group. And right. It's structured and made. Yeah, yeah. Well. So there's, there's things in place. I don't know how effective they are. Yeah. Um. There's no farmer out there that's trying to do evil things. No. <laughs> like, there, like there could be, but like, like in the general population, but like it's not even in our, just to be based on profits, yeah. it's actually not worth it for us to even, no. to even be like, 
you need to have, and same with animals, if you need to have a healthy animal to produce yeah. meat, eggs, milk, whatever you want. Right. So it's not even in your interest to, to do things bad. No. And treat them bad and not feed them right. Yeah. It's not. No. Most so, people. And also, like, are the states different in terms of standards? Because I sense that it is too a little different. bit. And, like, because you see, like, things online and I'm like, that actually does look pretty brutal in terms of like yeah. a livestock farm and like obviously we know people that have livestock farms like that is nothing what it looks like yeah it only takes us one guy out yeah. of the bajillions like any yeah. other profession right like a teacher punching a kid in the face yeah like you know what i mean it's like all teachers punch kids in the face yeah yeah like, it's not yeah so of course you're gonna have that that's that's how we have a lot of people on this planet yeah. something's gonna happen 100 percent. so i would say in comparison when you're comparing agriculture in the u.s to here you have a supply managed based system in Canada right. for poultry and dairy. Okay. Where and you don't for pork here. Right. So we're on an open market, just like a cash crop farmer. Yeah. US, nothing. Right. So you see guys in the US that are milking like four thousand cows. Right. Because they're competing against everybody else. Yeah. There's no supply. This only how much you can supply, so this how much you get for your milk and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So you're like like I have 10,000 acres piece of together. These guys have, some of them have huge operations. Right. And they are maybe not doing things the best because they're trying to cut costs and things yeah. like that. A lot of poultry places are actually just growing for the country or growing for that company. There's like a few like Tyson Meats. And right. Like right. these like huge places in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know exactly the ins and outs, but you're like, you don't have your product. You're growing it for them. Yeah. I think they're giving you a wage if you meet that standard thing. And gotcha. There's no money for it. Those people are poor. Okay. You look at a person here that has this many chickens and oh. cash hola. <laughs> like, like you have like crazy. 20, 30 years in your belt and you bought quota cheap. Yeah. Like you're living, you're living good. Yeah. Place people there. They got like shacks and like running water. Yeah. They don't have any extra money to do stuff. So then that all it all trickles down to like now I'm pumping my manure into the river. Yeah. Because I literally can't even buy land to spread it on. Yeah. Right? Or like we have manure management plants here. Yeah. We're like they know how much manure you produce. Show me where the manure is going. Yes. Now. Yeah. Right? They're putting test probes in rivers by people's farms now. Okay. To like see phosphorus levels and it right. we have. So like we have all that because because of, you know. Like the systems in place. Yeah. yeah. So Definitely, in general, it's a little like the the, the animal livestock side of things. Yeah, and like, I don't want to generalize, but yes, there's people that love animals that do the best job ever. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people that do shitty here too. Yeah, exactly. Like, just, yeah, <laughs> but I would say here you definitely probably while well, you would have less of maybe that animal abuse and maybe a better system. Right. To how animals are treated in the US. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up just because there's so many like, documentaries out and stuff. Oh, documentaries just. And like, they're always based in the US too, oh, right? And yeah. it's like, obviously, they could have picked one or two of really bad farms for early example. But I also do, like, I did, I was kind of aware that it is different between the US and for Canada. Sure. So if you are a Canadian watching those documentaries, like, not saying we're like perfect and like, no. by any means, but we're also. Also, those documentaries are crazy. Yeah, like they like are. They're crazy. Like they are crazy. Like having the farms in the U.S. Yeah. Great people. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, like that is a skewed, like, yes. Track. And that's and the whole thing. Farmer. And that's the whole thing with the misconception of farming. Yeah. Netflix is such a huge platform. Yeah. That everyone watches. Yeah. It only takes a couple documentaries to convince someone that knows nothing about farming yeah. to tell you that farming's shit. Yeah. To change things. And they always like, pin, well, I know some people are smart enough to know that's not like always, if there are like instances where things are not as they should be, yeah. it's not necessarily the farmer's fault. Like there's, no. like it's the government's, like they have to do certain things in order to like literally survive, survive. In, in some yeah. cases. Like they're also getting like well, shafted in so many ways. The farming industry in the U.S. is like they're a huge egg. Yeah. But there is some devastating stuff coming out of these small towns yes. and all the industry left. Yeah. Like I've read articles where like a guy, like his two sons commit suicide. Because yeah. it's just like they get into these small towns in the U.S. where nothing is anymore. They get into meth. Yeah. Like it is like crazy shit going on. There's some crazy stuff going on yeah. in these places. It's like an epidemic for farm kids in these rural areas. Right. Of like drug addiction. And yeah. That's crazy. Not good. It's yeah. a, they even like said that too in like other parts of the world. I remember in my undergrad that like certain countries and stuff like farmers like actually commit suicide because they literally All can't time. maintain like the standards and they can't afford like the inputs and stuff. Yeah, like so they just killing literally killing themselves. Yeah. So then like that's it's crazy. Yeah. And like I always thought that was like something happening in like developing worlds, but like that's literally happening. I'm telling you right now, I check Twitter and through maybe two or three times a year, there's someone that I know of on a farmer that's in this area that has committed suicide. Oh my gosh. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. So then there's like there's something your mental health thing for yeah. Because like geez. like I think they see a farmer and they're like, I just gotta do it no matter what. Yeah. Like Farmer, farmer, yeah, yeah, you know, I gotta be tough, and right? They bottle so much stuff up, oh, yeah, and they're talking like I've had that too. Like, I've never been on a level where I'm like that, right? But I've seen you know, you get to a tractor and you're doing stuff, and then you're not home for a while, and you're in the cab for and you're hungry 15 hours, right? and you're hungry, and your nutrition's bad, you didn't sleep a lot, yeah, you have lots of time to think about stuff, and like you can really get your mind going for sure. Maybe that's like a good place to end, like. The health piece also with like the farming like yeah i know you just touched on obviously like high level some of the negative health impacts mentally obviously physically if you're just not eating good and like yeah sitting for hours it's all connected but like i don't know like what are your thoughts on that like like (sighs) what needs to be done in order because i mean i think a lot of it's generational too a little bit like like obviously i'm just using dad as an example because like i know right but like he wasn't on instagram or like social media like no. seeing like healthy recipe development yeah. and like meal prepping ideas like you don't see it and like i mean half these farmers are like older and like don't even like use the internet so like, no, like sure. they, they're just doing what they've always done so like yeah. i guess like moving forward if like these farms need to operate at the scale this efficiency like what needs to be done in order to like keep farmers healthy i think there is <clears throat> if you are in the farming industry it's cliche, so cliche. And, and obviously, you're never going to get always the healthiest way. Like, here's some sacrifices. Yeah. But your number one thing has to be yourself. It doesn't even matter. Like, it has to be. Because mm-hmm. your business won't even run if you're not even mentally there. Right. Like, or physically there. Because you're, you know, like, something yeah, happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's like huge. And if you have to say that to the generation before us, they'll laugh at you, which is actually kind of hard to deal with. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, is this this kid that just, you know, doesn't know how to work or, and now he's just living off his dad and all this other stuff. Right. No, no. So then then it comes down to the next thing when we talk about systems. So how do you free up time to even live a healthy lifestyle and be mentally there? Sit back and go, I'm not going to wrench on that and torch stuff all day. I'm going to step back a bit and put numbers to this. Right. Build systems in order to make this business efficient so that I can actually take those times. Right. And that all just leads into living a healthy lifestyle. Right. Having good balance, whatever else. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, that's also with that. Um, you have to get outside your comfort zone because right. you'll never, ever, if you all of a sudden react to that farmer pretty much, you know, you saying something who's like, you run. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you, exercise. you know what? All the best decisions I've made is because is when my mind's healthy. Yeah. It's because I ran. Right. I'm not saying anyone's like that. No. That's how I operate. I will be on the ball making good things if I like mix in some good nutrition and, yeah. and some running. But like, you got to go against people. Yeah. Pretty much chirping you. Yeah. For doing that. So there's there's, one, there's like a cultural part it's to a it. Cultural, like huge, farming, just in general, small towns. Huge yeah. cultural things. So if you can and then get systems in place and go, if I did that, I would actually lose money. Yeah. And be like, me in this position, me doing this, get some numbers to it and go, this actually makes sense. Yeah. Like not only am I living a better lifestyle, right? I'm being more, I'm going to be more sustainable because I'm actually making good decisions and my longevity of this business because I'm not going to get burnt out. Right. It might be 20 years longer than me going, I'm 45, I hate this, I'm done. Right. I hate my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because maybe if I throw this stuff in, which is like really in the grand scheme of the business side, yeah. you're doing, you're going a better business. Yeah. Well, like think about like, I mean, obviously granddad <laughs> smoked for a decent part of his life, but like yeah. back to that, like eating whole foods, he's always like working on the farm. Like sure. he farmed until the day that he like corn farmed, yeah, like yeah. helped out on the farm until yeah. the day that he died. Yeah. Like he clearly loved it. He was like mentally with it. For sure. Like I'm sure there's times he didn't take care of himself, but like he was, yeah. you know, eating that whole foods, he was like outside, he was like moving his body. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to think about. I think so like back to the health thing and where farming's going, how it has to change, and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, you gotta be open minded, first of all. Right. <laughs> because I do stuff that's not involved with farming now mm-hmm. that I'd love to do, which right. makes me way better at farming. So don't just be like, I have to farm and that's all. That's all. That's you will get stuck in a rut, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you won't. But like me, the diverse farming, like properties and stuff like that, that gives me a boost of energy mm-hmm. that I bring to farming that I also integrate with like buying land or something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, which all leads, yeah, if you're not healthy, you're not going to make good decisions. So at the end of the day, like your health is how your business is going to run. Like for me, it is. Which I don't want to I don't talk with, put words in people's mouths, but that's what's going to work for me. I think that. It's just like basic science, so it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's real science. Not saying that you have yeah. to like run a long distance, but like literally walking and like mixing in some vegetables is uh, pretty much well, a. I'm not a hero. Slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm drinking beers. Yeah. I'm eating cheeseburgers once. Well, obviously that's how you literally start this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I also 
I'm not going to be a hero. Yeah. But I just like just get some balance. Yeah. Like mix in a run as well. You don't have to be curling. water. Water. That's a crazy one too. Just drink water. Farmers don't drink they water. They don't drink water. It's, they hate water. They hate. Why do they hate water? I know why they hate water. Why? Oh, because then they have to pee. No. Okay. This actually comes back generationally. Okay. It's a real thing. So people that came from Europe that yeah. farmed in this area actually couldn't drink the water because it was contaminated. Seriously. So if you get a lot of old people, like Sam sees it in the hospital. Right, right. Um, they actually don't drink it because they don't trust it. They never trust it, and that was in their head growing up. Right. You drank stuff that was out of a can or a bottle or whatever. It was right. brought to you, and you did not go in that water because it had bacteria in it. Seriously. That's wild. It's just kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. I can't blame them. No. So they're just like Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so naturally, yeah, yeah. instead of having bottled water, I'm just going to write to Diet Coke. You know Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Water. But yeah. like, it's not, they obviously know that the bottle, like the water's good yeah. now, but I think it was just, it, it's hard to make this happen. Right? Oh, for sure. So, yeah, it's just a very weird, and all the stuff I've said, who knows? I'm doing stuff a certain way. Yeah, yeah. These are all my opinions yeah. on the spot. Exactly. Like I said, I'm going to look back in 40 years and be like, that's insane. Yeah. Or that is all good valid points. That's not realistic to apply into farming. Right. Farming might be, in 10 years, be so much crazier. It's, yeah, it's me. So totally like, right. it's just a lot of the ideas, and ideas are different than action too. Yeah. So it's easy to say stuff. Right. And implement some stuff. You can say anything you want. Right. Like, let's see some action here. Yeah. Right. So it's just. Yeah. Well, so that's, like, just ideas. Before people come at us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna hate messages, which not probably won't, but like, you never know with people, no. just because like they only see their one side. It's just like this is just one perspective of like farming. That's a pretty like those bases I brought behind there. Yeah. Are pretty backed up. Exactly. And I keep a general, so I'm not. So like, yeah, people aren't. Forty-one percent of that, and so I was like, no, it's actually forty-seven point two three. Yeah, it's like the meme yeah. I've seen on Instagram. It's like for influencers or like what I said. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bananas. And then the person that responds, so you mean that you also hate apples, oranges, and discriminate yeah. against other fruits yeah. and blah blah blah. And they're like, no, I don't get yourself. I just don't like yeah. bananas. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I get yeah, fitness, I mean that's applied to, I think that everyone's learning about that. Yeah. You even see old farmers now, like they're they change too. Yeah. Like I see even daddy goes, like he gets, he's starting, it's hard for him to break, like people break habits. Oh, yeah. He gets like, you need to have time. Like you need to not eat that. Yeah. Like he's never commented on food before for me. And I was, he actually be like, you actually want that good coffee? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Brian yeah. Van Quaithbo. Which is like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's chickpeas salad. now. Like he's salad. Yeah. And it's like, I need this. Because of this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's crazy that Brian Van Quaithen was like crushing like chickpeas and like lentils and stuff. Yeah. Now. So if he can do it, like really. Just like what you have to kind of do. Yeah, like kind of like, <laughs> like, really have not, not making the meat argument. I'm literally just making like a yeah. an argument for like, healthy that, food. I'll probably always eat meat. Oh no, that's like not even what it's about. Yeah, it's yeah. Really just like eating chickpeas, which like if you come from a small town, like people yeah. literally don't know what those are. Every farmer that grows all chickpeas doesn't eat chickpeas. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so how many chickpeas do you grow? Like, 
Well, I split half the world with them. Yeah. So what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Large <laughs> like, actually, no. I actually don't know what they taste like. Yeah, like, I, I know. I'm going to do this. It makes sense. And yeah. Mom just like, does it and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just seems like a good business plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the podcast today and no talking about fitness and farming. <laughs> And random stuff. And random. And I didn't even know any of that talks were more connected, but now we're just going to be Yeah, so, so, so if you're even still listening at this point, yeah. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Hope you learned something. Yeah, with your farming fitness collaborations. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Van Quatham doesn't have Instagram, but hit him up for some uh, for some collabs. Yeah, I'll do some sweet collabs with you. Yeah, but, Twitter only. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com. 